What up, Drinking Buddies? Before we get into it this week, just a quick word from our sponsors. As always, we are brought to you by Laughable. Laughable is the number one comedy podcast app on iOS. Not only can you subscribe to your favorite show, you can subscribe to your favorite artist. You can buy tickets to fucking shows through it. There's fucking notifications when a new episode's available. Laughable is the best comedy app on the market. My homies that use Android, it's coming soon. So this week's episode, our guest is Eddie, the rock and roll beer guy. Eddie is the host of the Rock and Roll Beer Guy podcast. Him and I threw down a whole fucking bottle of Buffalo Trace. Shit gets weird. There's some crime stories. Little talk about mental health. This was a really fucking fun episode. I may be a little sloshed at the end of it. Enjoy, guys. I would have been excited to see her there. I mean, my fiance would have been mad, but. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was just like, I was doing a little bit of, you know, deductive reasoning. I'm like, that looks like my my roof. That looks like the railing on my roof. That's my fucking roof. (laughs) That's the building directly east of mine. (laughs) That's my fucking roof. Why am I not home right now? Fuck. Yeah. Well, you probably would have gotten tackled. I live here. No, I wouldn't have. (laughs) Like. Do either one of you? I know she doesn't live here. I know if Ariani Celeste lived in my building. For sure. Photographer, yeah. dude, do you live here? No. You're trespassing. I'm not. <laughs> how would they, like, it's weird. How did they pick this spot? Like, how would they get up here? Like, so there are some Instagram models that live in the building. Ah, uh, okay. So I have a feeling they're friends of friends. Sure, sure. And middle of a beautiful day, and you saw how empty the roof was. Yeah, yeah. And does it get packed at nights on the weekends and stuff like that? or no? Not really. Hmm. Occasionally, people will throw parties. A couple weeks ago, I was going to put my head down on the pillow, and all of a sudden, I hear, <laughs> what the fuck? Full-on DJ. Yeah, there was a full-on DJ and a party going on upstairs. So I just kind of rolled up, fired up a cigar. I'm like, what up? Yeah, try like, and stop me. <laughs> no, everyone was really cool. That's cool. I did feel really old because they were all like 20-somethings. Oh, man. Isn't it a shame, though, that 20-somethings makes you feel old now? Yeah, if I'm off a porn set, I feel really old hanging with 20-somethings. On a porn set, it, it's natural. Sure, yeah. Well, and on a porn set, I'm sure you're there. They look at you, and it's like, ah, he's probably working. He's probably working here. Big bearded dude with tattoos. You're either performing or you're working in the sound or something. <laughs> yeah, or I'm playing a rabbi. Playing a rabbi. Oh, uh. for the audience at home, if you didn't know from social media at this point, it's official. 2018 Matt Slayer nominated for both XBiz and an AVN for best non-sex performance. Woo. Thank you. Thank congrats. you. Congrats. I don't know how the fuck that happened, but <laughs> Yeah, no, congrats. That's a big deal. You're any kind of award, I think, is a big deal. I don't I, I don't really get many. I never got many as a child, so Right? We didn't get participation tro- trophies at our age. Shit. Fuck no. That's a new thing. I don't get it at all. I don't know why it's a thing. They, they don't grasp the concept that we're just creating soft babies, but whatever. It, you didn't earn it. Who gives? Oh, cool. I have a shiny metal thing. Woohoo. Right. 
for nothing for nothing for losing or showing up like how do we expect to have any kind of uh entrepreneurs or any kind of super creative geniuses if anybody can just get an award right it it completely devalues the point of having an award yeah and i mean i get i get the concept of you don't you shouldn't need an award to validate what you're doing but it feels good feels nice <laughs> for me in this particular award i'm just into it because it's fucking ridiculous well yeah it's absurd for i also depending on how the trophy depending on how the trophy looks this year i'm gonna drill it out and turn it into a shot glass what if it's a giant dick like a dildo it's still an avn <laughs> that's true that's true. i'm not homophobic whatever yeah you can make a shot glass out of a dil- uh, dil- dildo my dildo award dildo award. my giant come on it'd be great party favors girls come over hey girls take a shot from my giant golden dick yeah yeah that's true that's true and also you know you can use it as a little you know for a little fun later on like let me <sighs> let me let me fuck you with my awards <laughs> let's hope they use real gold then oh yeah yeah it's gotta be it's gotta be hard and thick well it's not even that like cheap gold like you know turns your skin green i don't want to be responsible oh. for that shit blue waffles green waffle green waffle Ugh. either one they suck either way i don't think i'm getting repeat business at that point no dude there was a, a i saw a thing online the other day it was like a buzzfeed one of those where they like check out this place that makes food i don't, I don't know who it is that does them i think it's buzzfeed but there was a place that makes ice cream tacos and they make like waffle tacos uh whether you fill them with ice cream and uh you know whatever strawberries but they had one that was blue <laughs> they had a blue waffle taco and i'm like guys you not what <laughs> what year are you born how do you not know about this from the internet how that's so awful mm. so we're are we live we're doing this oh yeah we're okay. about five minutes in already all right cool that that's how we roll over here i don't warn you when we go live because when you know you do a full introduction and shit like that people get all defensive like oh i'm ready to go on air yeah and when we're just bullshitting and like oh hey oh hello this is a thing now oh my god i'm so nervous right now now that i know that we're live <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry Damn it. i know i'm fucking intimidating it's like oh god the the other bearded dude yeah i mean you're like a white version of me it's fine <laughs> less talent <laughs> less talent less <laughs> Less weight too. Like my God, I've been. Gaining. I'm working on it. Don't worry. No, no, I'm. I've been just ever since I got in the beer industry. I just gotten so much fatter, man. I was weighing 220 right before I joined, and now I'm uh, touching that 300 mark, and it's kind of gross. I got to do something about it. Well, this is why I drink whiskey on the rocks. Yeah. 75 calories an ounce. Yeah, much better than beer. Even though I love beer, I love the way it tastes, and I love to be able to drink a lot. I can't really drink a lot of whiskey because we're gonna find out. Oh God, yeah. I mean, I could drink a lot of whiskey. It's just not a good idea ever. Really? Why? What happens? Uh, um, depending on how I'm feeling the day before, I get, uh, I, I can get violent. So was yesterday mellow, or should I take the bottle away? <laughs> yesterday was mellow. Yesterday I worked. Uh, let's see, what else did I do? No fights with the fiance. Nothing. No. You're not gonna Hulk smash my fucking apartment after a couple no. drinks. No, no. Like, let me, let me. So, this one time, I, uh, this is when I was doing process serving. We were talking about it earlier. Uh, my buddy and I, my roommate actually, who moved from Florida with me here to live with us, he, uh, he bought a bottle of 1800 Reserve to celebrate the fact that we had gotten our badges. Because uh, when you're a process server, you can process serve, but then once you get an actual shield, then you're like official, you know, and people respect you a little bit more. 
So we, we started drinking this bottle of 1800 and I didn't know there were plans. I was like, well, just drink this and chill at home and it'll be fine. So we drink the entire bottle and my girlfriend at the time calls me up. She's like, hey, meet, meet me at uh, the yard house. I'm, I've got a few friends. A few of your friends are there as well. She was surprising me to, you know, celebrate the, uh, the thing. So we head out there completely plastered, plastered drunk. Like we killed the whole bottle in less than an hour. So we get there and I notice that everybody's like dressed nice. Everybody's having like a date night thing. It was a couple's thing. Whoops. Yeah. It was a couple's dinner thing. I show up with my drunk ass friend, you know, not fancy. We sit down and, you know, she was already mad. I could tell just looking at her. She was just pissed off that I was wasted. So my friend decides to throw some water at me like he puts his hand in his cup and splashes water at me to kind of like wake me up and i got so mad i grabbed my beer and i threw it at him this wasn't one of the full yards at the yard house was it no but it was a full 16 ounce pint well i'm just saying it could have been worse it could have been worse it could be like here's the full fucking yard motherfucker (laughs) no so i grabbed the pint and i fucking toss it but i missed Uh uh-oh I missed, and I hit the couple behind him who's having a nice dinner. And they're, the guy's wearing a suit. The girl's wearing a beautiful dress. And, and this is in South Florida, right? South Florida, yard house. And uh, I, I immediately get up. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, dinner's on me. Don't, you know, Just send a check my way. I'll pay for it. And the guy's like, I don't want your fucking money. And that was it. That's when I, the, the switch went off. Like the tequila all just went bloop, bloop, bloop. boiling point. I turned around. I got in his face. I'm like, well, then fuck you. If you don't want my fucking money. I'm trying to be nice. And that guy's like, what? What the fuck? And I just flipped his table, pushed the guy. Security car, security guard comes, starts grabbing me. I'm like, what the fuck? Fuck you. Fuck everybody in here. Ah! Just fucking straight red rage. You know, you were fucking lucky, sir. In yeah. South Florida. I'm pretty sure he could have, you know, done the stand your ground law at that point, and shot your ass. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I lucked out that I got shot, but it, it, that's the day I decided to never drink an entire bottle of tequila again. Good thing we're drinking whiskey. Yeah, whiskey's different for me. Whiskey makes me more giddy and fun. Uh, I feel that it's kind of a weird thing that different boozes make you feel different things. Like tequila makes me mad. Whiskey makes me feel giddy. Rum makes me sleepy. Uh, well, I'm glad we didn't break out the Havana Club then. Yeah, yeah, I get really sleepy on rum. That'd be great, great podcasting. Like, <laughs> so like I think uh, I'm gonna drink some rum here. <laughs> I'm having so much fun on this yeah, show. This I love it. Thanks for having me on, man. Uh, but yeah, and you know, but beer, beer is the one thing that I could drink a lot of, and I just don't really. I have to get other things involved. Like if if I'm drinking just beer all day, I'm okay. But if I mix it with weed or, you know, take a couple shots in between, it's all over. I get all fucking sloppy. And I don't, I don't know. I don't recommend it. I don't either. I mean, I recommend doing what works for you. But for me, me and THC don't, do not work well together. Oh, you don't do it at all? Not at all. So a handful of episodes back, our guest offered me a, a THC espresso bean without me realizing it. About an hour into the show, I'm like, I feel really weird. Well, it was done at night. Cruz turned on that lamp, and I'm just staring at the lamp. I'm just like, <laughs> that don't look right. That, and I'm, I'm just having problems following the conversation. 
And Chris Cope, the comedian who's on, was like, that's five milligrams. There's no way you're this fucked up. You're just drunk. I'm like, no, sir. I know drunk. This is not drunk. Yeah, I mean, five milligrams is nothing if you're a person that uses THC. If you never use it, then yeah, it's yeah. something. Not since the 90s. Oh, wow. Yeah, no. I, I, I mean, I've currently been off of THC for since Ozfest, which was November 4th. That was the last time I did some. But I, I got into like a cycle of doing it, mostly edibles, just for my back pain and my neck pain. And uh, it really helps, man. Especially if I'm home, I got nothing else to do. Work's done. I'm chilling at home watching TV. Yeah, I'm going to fucking eat an edible and just relax and not feel pain for a while. That'd be great. Go to sleep, not feel pain. Those are all really nice things. <laughs> no, the, the thin people should use fucking cannabis. They should use THC. I'm just not into it for me. Yeah. Well, I mean, have you done more than just five milligrams? Not since the 90s. Maybe that's the thing. You just got to break through, man. Break through, the, break through the 25 mark and see where that takes you. <laughs> I'll pass. I'll pass. <laughs> I mean, just one day when you have nothing to do and you're just home and you're going to watch a movie, drop a 20 in your mouth and see. And I mean, it's not going to kill you. You're going to have a very interesting movie experience. I would rather do mushrooms. Okay. All right. I can't argue with that. Mushrooms are nice. I, I like hallucinogens. Hell, I went and saw Thor Ragnarok on mushrooms. Oh, you're a fucking maniac. I haven't even seen that movie yet, but just looking at the trailer, I can say no. <laughs> no. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fucking fun. Uh, a friend of mine, I show up at his place. We we're going to go see Ragnarok. He's just like, I have mushrooms left over. I'm like, oh, fuck it. Why not? And then get into the theater. I'm like, this may not have been the best idea. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I don't like hallucinogens when I'm out in public in a theater. Like, that's just too much for me. I remember uh, this one year, <clears throat> my, my good friend Jay from Miami gave me uh, a little piece of paper with LSD on it. And he's like, hey, uh, we're going to go watch Scanner Darkly in the movie. Oh, that's, that's not the fucking movie. That is right. not the fucking movie. Right. So I took the little piece of paper, and we get in the theater, and I'm, you know, I watched the movie, and the movie was amazing. I mean, it's an amazing movie regardless. But I didn't really, I didn't think that I was doing anything different. You know, To me, I was just watching the movie, and it was exciting because it looked cool, and I was giggling a lot. And then, like, after the movie ended, I looked at my friend. I'm like, dude, I didn't really feel anything throughout that movie. And he was like, you know that you were shaking the entire aisle. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, you had your hands on the fucking sides of the chairs, and you were just shaking the entire time. <laughs> I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, dude. I'm like, I didn't feel that at all. I, I was just watching the movie. He's like, no, you were just shaking the fucking... I'm like, are you sure it wasn't you because you're tripping? He's like, nope, you were fucking tripping out. So either way, even after the movie... I still didn't really feel it. I was like, eh, I'm not really feeling much, you know, kind of feeling loose, like a, after a few drinks, you know, and I go to the bathroom and I splashed water on my face and that was it. It was like slow motion, the drops running down my face. I'm like, oh, fuck. And then, you know, just everything slowed down around me. People were leaving trails and stuff. I had a hard time getting out of the bathroom, just trying to like find the walls and making sure things were solid. Uh, and then my friend comes up to me. He's like, hey, you're performing tonight. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you have a show tonight. You're performing on South Beach. I'm like, no, no, no. That's not happening tonight. That's tonight? He's like, yeah, tonight. I'm like, I can't. I'm peaking right now, like peaking high of, of LSD. I can't perform. He's like, don't worry. We'll, we'll make it. You have like three hours before the show i'm like i'm still gonna be tripping right lsd last <laughs> 12 hours yeah like i'm not this is not good man 
So we decided that in order to make it to the show in time, I needed to start driving because... Because that's a great plan. That's a great fucking plan. So I get in the car. It started raining. And you know LSD and raindrops and all that. Oh, yeah. And trails from... Oh, Jesus. So it was really rough. And then I'm just sitting there like... I got this, bro. I got this. Don't worry about it. We're fine. We're fine. How's your glass? I'll take some more. And then as I'm driving, you know, uh, he puts on the Mars Volta. That helped <laughs> nothing. Oh, yeah. Because they're fucking psychedelic already. I'm sure he was laughing about it. Oh, he was tripping with me. Oh, yeah. He, he, but he probably didn't put two and two together that y'all may die. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, fuck yeah, the Mars Volta. Fuck yeah. This is, this is exactly what we need to listen to right now. While it's raining, and we're on acid. And it's probably that heavy fucking Florida rain that coats the goddamn windshield. Oh, yeah, yeah. Super thick raindrops. It's not like a mist like Seattle or something, you know? Yeah, so, like when it rains here, even heavy, it's just like, oh, it's rain. Florida rain, it's like the wipers are going full speed, and you can't see shit. Yeah, it's a full-on hurricane, you know, every time. It's just a regular thunderstorm. Um, so anyway, we start... and. Uh, I'm trying to make it, and it, it, every once in a while, light, like reality would break, and like the, the raindrops are forming music notes, and you know it was just fucking ridiculous. So I would have to pull over to the side of the road, like, oh my god, oh my god, oh, and I just like focus into the, the trip for a little bit, and then breathe, and like, all right, all right, I can get back on the road. Let's do this. So we started driving again. It took us two and a half hours to drive 15 minutes. It was a 15 minute drive. But it took us two and a half hours to get to this fucking venue. As I walk into the venue, I realize I was already kind of late. The venue was packed, slam packed. My one of my uh, friends that was there for the show grabs me and starts pushing me through the crowd, and I had no idea what's going on. I'm just like, holy shit! There's people everywhere. What's going on, Bob? <laughs> and he pushes me, and he pushes me on stage and puts a microphone in my hand, and the band's already ready to perform. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And they just start, you know, because we were a heavy metal band. So it's like loud as shit. I'm like, oh, fuck. And I, I blacked out. And I woke up on the floor to people cheering. Like, oh, my God, that was the best fucking show ever. Oh. Like, like, what? They're like, yeah, you just played the set. I'm like, no. I don't remember any of it. I don't remember a single thing. They're like, dude, it was the best show you guys have performed ever. I'm like, why am I on the floor? I'm like, oh, you jumped off stage, ran to the crowd. It was awesome. I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. I start walking around. I'm still tripping super hard. And then I get in my car and I look in the back seat and there's my luggage. And I, I look at my friend. I'm like, yo, what's going on with the luggage? He's like, oh, you have to go to the airport now. You're flying to fucking Spain. I'm like, excuse me? I'm like, yeah, you got to. Actually, you're flying to New York from Miami to New York and then from New York to Spain. I'm like, uh, how am I going to make that happen? I'm still tripping. I'm still tripping like full psychedelic visions, you know, visuals and somehow made it through the fucking airplane or made it through the, the airport, got on the plane. I just remember sitting down and there was two girls next to me. It was like six in the morning and the two girls were like complaining. Like, oh, my God, I'm so tired. I have a headache. We drank so much last night. And, blah, 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 blah. and they were just like yapping. And I, was like, I look over. And I'm like, I'm tripping on acid right now. I need you both to stay very quiet. And they just looked at me. I'm like, thank you. And just put my head in the pillow, went to sleep. And I woke up in Spain. It was a... Uh, so you don't remember your layover at all? Nope. I don't remember, <laughs> I don't remember going to New York. Uh, I don't remember switching planes. 
I remember passing out and waking up in Spain. So I don't like acid as much as I think I do. <laughs> you know? Because I don't remember it. And that really bothers me. I hate losing track of reality in that sense. Like I, I like it when reality becomes kind of an amorphous blob and, you know, colorful and crazy and it's because it's exciting to right. see something different that's the point of doing it but when you black out like no that's not cool i don't like that not at all i'm not a big fan of blacking out but i've been known to black out drunk here and there <laughs> and yet i keep drinking yeah i don't think i've uh no that's a lie <laughs> i was about to say i have never blacked out drunk no i have i have definitely done definitely that. definitely done that i just don't remember it but um oh i blacked out in tokyo i mean Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, Tokyo is the best place on the planet to black out. How is that? How is that a thing? So, because they're such a work-hard, play-hard culture, people pass out drunk on the street all the time, and no one will disturb you. That's beautiful. Um, I believe it was a Vice article recently where an artist went and did chalk outlines of businessmen passed out drunk on the street. <laughs> that's pretty cool well, I, I, I cool literally, literally passed out drunk in a planter at a station oh wow unmolested for a couple hours that's great though did you go with people or were you alone I was alone at that point because my friends had left me no oh, assholes well they left me before I blacked out oh more assholes <laughs> no no well I was trying to get laid oh okay it, well, I to be all fair we went into a rock bar and the bartender was wearing a cannibal corpse shirt and had dyed blonde hair. Oh, okay. And I'm like, yeah, this is where I want to be. <laughs> She's right. feeding me whiskey. They're like, dude, it's like 7 o'clock. She's not getting off for hours. We're going to go somewhere else. I'm like, that's cool. I'm putting in work. Yeah, I'll see you guys later. I'll see you guys later. Next thing I remember is waking up in a cabin, puking out the window. Oh, God. Then getting to Shibuya Station because I couldn't communicate to the cab driver where my Airbnb was. Oh, my God. You don't know any Japanese, I'm assuming. No. Okay. I mean, I know how to say, like, thank you and... <clears throat> Arigato. Yeah. Tomo arigato. Uh, I actually spoke... I, I speak Japanese a little bit. I took two years of it in high school. Nice. Yeah, I it's like very obsessed with anime, too. <laughs> have you been to Tokyo? Never. It's been a dream of mine. You know, airfare is still really cheap right now. Yeah, I know. I just... I. Don't make any money. I work in the beer business and the podcast business, so no money. <laughs> Steal some. <laughs> Steal some. Not for me. Not just not for me. <laughs> so I, I make it to the station. I pa- I black out. Sorry for the audience at home that it's heard this story a couple times. Fuck you. It's fine. I, I, I want to hear it. <laughs> I wake up a couple times and I'm like I know the Airbnb is that way. Back out. <laughs> Eventually, I get my shit together well enough to call another cab. Communicate to that cab driver where the Airbnb is. Because what I do in Japan is I screenshot the address of my Airbnb and then just show them on the phone. Mm, okay. Because I'm yeah. smarter than I look sometimes. Yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. And then I realize on the way there that I have no money. Mm. Like I'm texting my friends that I'm staying with. Like, I may have to run on this cab. <laughs> you got the Yakuza on your back now. <laughs> I get there, I have just enough coins to pay him in coins. Oh, nice. I get upstairs, clean up, pass out. The next morning, so since violent crime is not really a thing in Japan, what does happen is clubs, strip clubs especially run by the Yakuza, will drug you and max your credit cards. Ooh. 
Okay. So I check my bank statement. I'm like, I'm down $300. What the fuck happened? I'm freaking out. I'm fucking freaking <laughs> out. I'm like, what the fuck? I have my card. What the fuck? What the fuck? After a few minutes, I had $300 in my wallet. Oh, you took it out? Yeah, drunk Matt took out money for cab fare. Smart. Like, blackout drunk Matt knew what to do. He was taking care of you. Yeah. That's good. When I, when I came to, didn't realize I did that. Yeah, I, I, I got to thank my blackout Eddie sometimes. I'll wake up some mornings and there's like a sandwich and water waiting like on the side on the night table. I'm like, oh, thank you, Eddie. That was a good idea. <laughs> past Eddie's a good dude. Yeah, past Eddie's a good dude. He knew, he knew I was going to wake up feeling like shit. Either that or, you know, my girlfriend did it and I didn't really give her props for it. But <laughs> No, it was all past Eddie. It was all past Eddie. Past Matt's an asshole. He'll be like, you're not even taking your pants off, man. <laughs> you have to pee. Just go. Just, Just go. go. It's not your, your bed. <laughs> but it is my bed. Yeah. Fuck. I want to go to Japan so bad. That's a Do it. It's been a dream since high school. I mean, since I started taking the classes. I uh, The Japanese class I took was really rough because... Because Japanese is a rough fucking language. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a rough language, but it was also a fucking shit show. It was six period, so it was the last period of the day. And um, the teacher was like the sweetest guy on the planet, and we were all a bunch of assholes. So we would just take advantage of him. And it was a bunch of my friends, you know, we would do really stupid shit. Like every time he'd turn around at the blackboard to write something, we would like pick up a chair and toss it across the room and like slam super loud. And he'd turn around like, oh, 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 what's going on? Oh. And was he a Japanese national? Yeah. Well, he used to be in war. And he would talk about, like, one day we, we, we pushed him to the limit to where he fucking had a, a freak out. And he started talking about, like, oh, yeah, you know, you're fucking on the plane, you, you fucking die, American bitches. And I'm just like, oh, oh, no, we broke him. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, we would fuck with him. Like, we would randomly pass notes across the classroom and, like, everybody get up. When you see me get up, everybody get up, and we're all going to walk up to him and hug him. Just hug him. And it'll freak him out. And he would freak out because we would all get up and just start hugging. He's like, what are you doing? Ah, stop it. What is, what's going on? Ah. And he's like, <laughs> that's basically what Japanese class was. Um, just us fucking with him most of the time. Just, I'm going to fuck with you, Mr. Yamamoto. I'm going to fuck with you. <laughs> what was his name? Mr. Chang, that was his name. He wasn't even Japanese. Oh, actually. I was about to say, like, if he was a Japanese national, they're so polite. As an adult, I'd feel like such shit about that. Yeah. No, no. He was, yeah, he wasn't Japanese. He was Chinese? Chinese, possibly. Remember. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember. But we were just assholes to him, and he was super nice. He kept, like, you know, he tried to connect by showing us anime and bringing us candies and stuff. And I did, I did make a concerted effort to learn because I did love the culture enough where I wanted to learn. I wanted to know how to speak it. Or at least understand it if someone were to speak to me, you know? Can't really write hiragana or katakana or anything like that, but but at least I can, when I watch an anime, I, I understand 80% of it, you know? That's fucking awesome. Yeah. I'm just an ignorant fuck that's been there a couple times. <laughs> Seriously, the first, time, the first time I went to Tokyo was literally, I had two weeks off from work and went, oh, it's between Christmas and New Year's. Where do I want to go that they don't celebrate Christmas? okay i'm going to tokyo yeah went to tokyo fell in love with it absolutely fell in love with it it's like this is unlike anywhere else on the fucking planet i mean i heard it's like a more intense new york 
So it is Manhattan on fucking steroids. So it is Manhattan density with L.A. sprawl. Oof. But uh, the most polite people on the planet. Okay. Literally, because of our visible tattoos, we refused service in no less than 10 places. <laughs> but they were so polite about it, we felt like we had done something wrong. Right. Like, we'd roll in the bed, so sorry, so sorry, we're closed, so sorry. We'd be like, our bad, we'll go somewhere else. People sitting down eating. Yeah. We'd get out to the street and went, wait a minute. <laughs> what is going on? What just happened here? Well, that's because they're Japanese, like the the, the the Yakuza, that's how they. That's how you're identified as a gang member, right? Yeah, that's it's it. basically wearing gang colors. Yeah, yeah. The second trip, I wore a hoodie the whole time. Nice. Had zero problems. We got served everywhere. The one time I took off my hoodie was actually at the bar with the Cannibal Corpse bartender. Because mm. I was just like, oh, this is a rock bar. She's wearing a Cannibal Corpse shirt. Hoodie off. And it was like the record stopped. Yeah, like the needles. <laughs> yeah, it was like, <laughs> And she's like, oh, I have a tattoo on my shoulder. I'm like, oh, can I see it? She's like, no. Not at all. No, no. <laughs> too shy, too shy. Like, well, but, but later, when I'm penetrating you, I definitely want to see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Penetration did not happen. I was hearing, I was in a, a, a dinner party once, and somebody was telling me that they went to Japan, and they got to an area where they straight up had signs on the wall with like a face and round eyeballs and a no on it, like no round eye allowed and that's fucking crazy oh yeah no racism is super alive in japan <sighs> that's nuts i love it i mean good for them i guess well they're the most homogenized culture on the planet yeah everyone 85 percent of them are ethnically japanese mm-hmm. it, it, it's a crazy place yeah though nigerian scammers are real in real life there <laughs> they walk up to you seriously so you get off the train in rapungi which is america town Okay. It's the most western district. It's where the U.S. Embassy is. Okay. And as you get off the train in Rapungi, if you're white, a Nigerian dude will roll up to you and be like, yo, man, where do you want to party? Oh, no. Yeah. Not with you. No. <laughs> I got warned about this from some other expats at like one of the other bars in Shibuya. Like, if you see Nigerians, ignore them. Oh, man. This last trip, it was raining when we hit Rapungi. I literally had a Nigerian dude walk with me for six blocks carrying an umbrella over my head. So I know where the party spots are, boss. You're the captain. Let's do this, boss. Look at me. You're the captain now. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, he was really calling me the captain because it's like me and my three homies. He's like, oh, I can tell you you're the captain. He's walking with the umbrella over my head. And I'm just ignoring him and staying out of the rain. Yeah, well, yeah. Just keep walking. Yeah, like, oh, he's going to keep me out of the rain? Well, if cool. You, if you know I'm the captain, then you know I don't talk to you. Right? <laughs> Deal with my subordinates. Yeah. They'll talk to you. Uh, it, it, yeah. I, I got a phone call actually yesterday from, I would assume, a Middle Eastern, uh, Indian maybe, and uh, very, very hard to understand, broken accent. And he was like... Uh, was he know, from the IRS? No, no, no. I've had that one before. But yesterday was a new one. Um, it's like, I'm calling you because... I'm not going to do the accent because it's super racist, but I'm calling you because uh, you have your computer is infected. And there's a lot of viruses on your computer, and we're going to help you uh, disinfect your computer. I'm like, what? He's like, yes, you have an infection on your computer, and I'm going to help you with it. And I'm like, you're not doing anything. Tell me more. What's the scam here? And he's like, no, no, no scam. No scam. Your computer has virus. I'm like, my computer has no virus. I know how to use a computer. I have an antivirus on it. I use it for work. There's no way I have a virus. Tell me more. The best response says, so what kind of computer do I have? 
<laughs> Tell me more about my computer. What kind of infection does it have? AIDS? Uh, no, I, I just, you know, and I just, I let them ride for a while and, and then I just got tired. It, it got not interesting. So I was just like, look, man, you're full of shit. Try it on somebody else. It was a number from Tennessee. Oh, well, I mean, that's just VOIP at this point. Yeah, yeah. So hilarious, though, that they, they, they do get away with it, though. Well, yeah, because you have elderly folk that don't know shit. That, like, their, grand, their grandkids bought them a computer, and they don't know shit. Like, my grandparents have a computer so they can Skype their grandchildren on. They don't know shit about it. Yeah. If that scammer called them, they'd be like, we oh, do? Okay, tell me more. Help, help me fix it. Oh, yeah, all I need is your credit card and your social security number. <laughs> right, right. It, we'll take care of the rest. Don't worry about it. We're on it. We're here for you. Man, you were talking about stealing money earlier, and I had a full-on conversation this past weekend about robbing a bank. Not that I'm going to do it because I don't have the balls. Well, so l- let's hear your alleged plan. I'm I'm curious. No, it's just it, it's so funny because. <laughs> well, no, because I I worked in the bank banking industry. I worked on armored cars, and one of our big pastimes when we were on the trucks mm. is to plan robberies because uh. we're fucking bored. Yeah. Well, so I I'm here to judge your plan. <laughs> The thing was, it worked out because I was having a little like get together for this uh, Survivor Series event. I'm big into pro wrestling, which a lot of people judge, but I don't care. I'm an old school ECW mark. Nice. Well, I'm starting actually a new podcast, um, maybe a podcast network, and then just that that group that was there. I want to have like everybody to have a different thing. But anyway, this that will. You should reach out to uh, Tony Henchcliffe. He has a yeah, the store horseman. Yeah, the store horseman. Yeah, that shit's awesome. Um, but. Anyway, they each person had a skill, and I, I I'm there sitting I'm sitting there drunk, and I'm analyzing their skills, and I'm like, man, I have a fucking team, I have a team to rob a bank. Like one dude's an Uber driver. I'm like, you're the getaway car right away. Uh, the other I'm not gonna name any names, but no, I don't want you to. No, no, no. And this is all fictional. All fictional. Yeah, we're not actually doing this, guys. I I'm a very firm believer. This is what at the end of the once I presented my plan to everyone, I'm like, guys, I'm not serious. I'm a very firm believer in karma. I already got struck by it once. I'll tell you that story afterwards. But, but yeah. I, For me, I, I'm a very big believer of don't do the crime if you can't do the time. I can't do the time. <laughs> You're too luscious. You'll, you'll be uh, dinner uh, in, in federal penitentiaries. <laughs> yeah. Exit only, man. I want to keep it that way. I've yeah. had prettier people than, uh, than inmates offer to penetrate me. <laughs> oh, man. Porn stars? Uh, Cleo Valentin offered to stick her finger in my asshole on air go back to that episode people it didn't happen but it almost did i should have happened um (laughs) exit only i'm a jew i got the problems oh man but anyway yeah so there was one person who is like in the tech business i'm like cool you're the gadgets and hacker you're gonna hack the security system and then another guy was like um really good at he's a like a locksmith I'm like, you're going to be the, the safe cracker. You know, you're going to be the dude in there with a the fucking headphone up against the safe. And like, that is oh, all way too much. You're way overkill. No. And also, you know, I'm also apparently from the 50s because banks still work that way where you just drill a hole and, you know, listen to the thing. That's and how it is anymore. If you're, it's all digital. <laughs> I mean, if you're doing it after hours, well, I'm, that's the thing. Even if it's a digital safe, there are still physical tumblers in there. Oh, okay. So, yes, you could still drill a digital lock. So what the digital lock does... Why am I telling people this? (laughs) What the digital lock does is it acts like the spin dial, so it engages the the bolt. You can switch the name of the podcast to, and now we rob banks. (laughs) Allegedly. Allegedly. 
FBI, please don't at me. Yes, this is not real, guys. Not, it's all jokes. It's all jokes. This is all jokes. I would never rob anyone. I like having my clearances. Yeah, dude. I mean, again, I'm a firm. I got struck by karma. I wasn't a big believer in it before until that happened. And it was such a fucking drastic, ridiculous thing that um, it just changed my life forever. You know? We'll get to that in a second because I yeah. want to keep hearing your bank robbery plan. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, there, there wasn't much of a plan. It was just like, I have a getaway driver. I have someone who's going to hack the security system. I have someone that will crack the safe. We'll do it in, uh, I would assume, broad daylight. It would be easier. Well, just FYI, if you're doing broad daylight, don't have to crack the safe. Well, there's that too. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. It's good to have someone just in case we have to. But, yeah, it would have to be in broad daylight. And we were talking about it. We were just joking around, throwing ideas around. Like, you have to do it. No guns because that's too obvious. Unless you're going to do, like, a full-on gang, like, in Heat where you're wearing masks and stuff. Oh, like the North Hollywood fucking BOA robbery? Yeah, 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 yeah. You saw that in, right? Yeah, yeah. Shooting at fucking helicopters with AK-47s. <sighs> yeah, no, no, I wouldn't want to go that route. It would be more of a subtle thing, like just straight up walk in. Hey, here's a, I'm, I'm here for a deposit and pass a little slip across. Yeah, the table. you need one guy for that. Yeah, but yeah, I'd like I'm, I'm safety in numbers. <laughs> I feel I'd feel more safe if I had a team. The problem with safety in numbers is that is more people to roll on you when they get arrested. Well, that that's that leads to my story of karma. <laughs> oh, so who rolled on you? Who did you dirty? No. Mm. I need a drink for that one. Uh, <laughs> well, cheers to cheers to that. Cheers. Uh, so, fuck. I probably shouldn't even be talking about this. Um, this all allegedly happened. This all alleged. <clears throat> um, I used to manage a store, and it was in a mall. And this is all, I'll preface it very in a nutshell with the fact that my, my father was a criminal and everything that I grew up learning was crime. So this is all I knew at the time. You'd think you've had a better bank robbery plan then. Well, could you, you know. <laughs> I'm judging you right now, judging. <laughs> You're like, I, I'm second generation. Well, fuck. Come yeah. on, man. Well, we, the, the, we, we, there was no bank robberies in the crimes that my dad committed. And most of his shit was different things like... Uh, Your computer has a virus? No. <laughs> he, uh, he, would hire, he would hire people to rob pharmacies and then uh, sell the medicine back to the pharmacies. And I can say this because he actually went to jail for that. So, so uh, it's a matter of fact. It's you a could, matter of fact. You could check the court records. Yeah, he did this. He went to jail for eight years, uh, which was much less than he originally was supposed to do. He was supposed to do 15. Well, that's American justice, baby. Yeah, he uh, good behavior. He got out with good behavior and lots of money from my, uh, my grandfather that helped out. So. so are you third generation crime family? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Third so, generation crime family. What you're saying is I shouldn't have let you in my apartment. <laughs> Well, no, like the karma that I was, I'm going to explain, really, like it's it's not even a question, dude. I can't even think about it anymore. But anyway, so I ran this store and I would make deals with other store employees in the mall. So the cell phone guy would come over and be like, hey, here's the brand new uh, Motorola, whatever. And I'd be like, oh, cool. Here's a PlayStation, you know, and we would do deals like that. So you worked at GameStop. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yes. And um, did that for a while. Had the whole fucking mall unlocked, dude. I had the security guards on lock. Like, whenever I had a big heist planned, security guards come in, 
turn off all the cameras, turn off all the security alarms, and they would have their cut. I would have, you know, my cut, whatever. So anyway, I did that for a while, and <clears throat> I decided that it would be a good idea to include some of my coworkers. I was the manager at the store. I'm like, I would include some of my friends that are employees on this plan. And uh, one of them decided that it would be a great idea to return some of the merchandise he had stolen for store credit. Wow, he's a fucking idiot. Right. And I will stand Real quick, before you go yeah. any further, was this in the era of eBay? Did eBay exist at this point? Uh, I would say so. It was, uh, then why the fuck aren't you eBaying it? Right, yeah, yeah. Idiot, <laughs> idiot. Complete fucking moron. Um, I, I could understand <clears throat> if it was like the mid-90s and there was no recourse to make money on it except going to a pawn shop or you know selling it to a friend. Yeah, no. no if I eBay mean, exists. There were so many options. What the fuck? So many other options uh, aside from bringing back stolen merchandise for store credit. Like, that's just... <sighs> anyway, <clears throat> I walk into the store. He's in there already trading the stuff in, like returning the stuff. And I just remember looking at him like wide-eyed, like, what the fuck? What the fuck? And the, man, my, I wasn't the main manager. I was the assistant manager. The main manager's there just checking all the merchandise in. She's like, man, what a coincidence. This is all the stuff that's been missing. Oh, so, what a coinky-dink. Yeah. And I just stared at him. I'm like, you stupid fuck. And I just, you know, I let it ride for like a day or two. Two days later, I walk into the store. Manager's there. She's like, hey, cops are in the back room. I'm like, oh, is this about this guy? And I'm not going to name names either. I'm like, is it about this guy? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. And I get back there. And the cops are playing video footage of me doing transactions, not, you know, not legal transactions. So and they're like, oh, so what's going on here? And I'm like, ah, I don't know who that is. I don't have no idea who that is on the video. That doesn't look like me. They're like, it looks, that is you. I'm like, no, that's not me. It's like that uh, Shaggy song. Wasn't me. Wasn't me. Um, and so whatever. The guy, I look over and the guy is sitting in the corner crying. And I'm like, oh, fuck, man. And, and they're like, your, your buddy just gave you up completely. Like, we have all the evidence we need to take you to jail right now. And I'm like, okay, well, go for it. Do what you got to do, motherfucker. Yeah, do what you got to do. I'll, go, I'll call my attorney. And uh, they handcuffed me, took me to jail, whatever. Charged me with uh, grand theft felony. And then uh, I called my, my family my Italian mafia family, and I got expunged. It was cleared out. Didn't do much hard time. I did like two days. Um, Those were the hardest two days ever, I know. They were pretty fucking shitty, I'll tell you that. Being in a fucking room, tiny-ass room with a hole in the floor to shit and surrounded by actual fucking criminals. Because I'm not a murderer. I'm not a violent guy. I don't fucking, you know, kill anybody. But being in a room with those guys really shook me up. But that wasn't the karma. So after I got out, uh, I, you know, it was. It took me a while before I was able to get another job. Uh, obviously, because of the whole situation. Well, yeah. I'm like, so why did you leave your last employer? Uh, well, <laughs> about that. Funny story. But uh, it took me a while. I finally got another job, and then one day, my my friends like, hey, I'm gonna take my girlfriend to dinner. Can I borrow your car? I'm like, sure, dude. Uh, he's like, I'll drop you off at work, and, and you'll, you know, I'll just keep going. On the way to work for him to drop me off, we got involved in a head-on collision. 
where I died. Yeah. Uh, I remember flashes of it just like, you know, seeing the car coming and then blackout and wake up. And it's like spilling onto the street. And I've told this story on my podcast before uh, in, in great detail. So if you guys want to look into that. But anyway, I wake up in the helicopter to paddles and the whole thing. Officially dead. I have the report, homicide report with my name on it as a victim. Homicide? Like, yeah. They called it homicide. Or, wow. Yeah. Pre, the, pre-homicide? The other driver killed you? Technically. Yeah. Because it was his fault. Oh, well, fuck that guy. I mean, yeah. I remember driving on the Dolphin back in the day. It was, it's bad news. Yeah, yeah. No, it, was, it was rough. So that's not even the karma. That, that was bad, right? Uh, the accident thing. But since he killed me, I got a really cool um, lump sum of money on a settlement. I took that money and went to Peru. Because during the car accident, I had a crazy visual experience, and I wanted to know more. And the first thing that I, when I looked up spirituality bullshit, the first thing that came up was, go to Machu Picchu and figure that out. Like, do some ayahuasca yeah, and shit? Yeah, do some ayahuasca, go to Peru and fucking, you know. So I did that. While I was in Peru, I get a phone call that someone broke into my house and stole everything I owned. Womp womp. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I totally fucking deserve that. I hope you had homeowner's insurance. No, I wasn't a homeowner. I was renter. Renting. You don't have renter's insurance? No, it's fucking Miami. Nobody has renter's insurance. Well, then it's a town full of idiots. Yeah. And yes. That's why I moved to California. And no good metal <laughs> bars. No, no good metal bars in that town. No, there's one bar that has metal sometimes. Churchill's, and that's it. And that closed down. No, it's still there. It's still there? I was told it was closed down. Ta- Tobacco Road closed down, which is the oldest bar in Miami. That one closed down. But Churchill's is still there. Oh, I've been to Churchill's a couple times. I ate curry in Churchill's because I'm an idiot. <laughs> there's been porn film there. Not surprising. Yes. In the- yeah. In 2012, I was stuck in Hialeah for about six months, so... Oh, that's a play. That's a horrible place to be stuck. I lived there for a couple years. I lived there during Hurricane Katrina when the power went out for two weeks. Oof. Yeah, not good. But anyway, lesson learned. Everything that I owned was stolen. I was in a fucking deadly car accident. And I was like the universe telling me, dude, stop fucking around. You don't want to follow your parents' footsteps, your family's footsteps. And I changed my life after that, man, completely. And, you know, tried being nice, which is actually very rewarding when you're nice to people. You know, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I, I mean, I could still be a dick to certain people. Like, I'm sure I have plenty of friends that hate me right now because, you know, I don't pick up the phone or, you know, I don't I don't put them on my podcast. You know, it's so Hollywood of you. Jesus. Yeah. 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 They're like, oh, you moved to Hollywood. And now you're now you're all Mr. Hollywood. It's like, dude, I'm just trying. I don't know. Well, I'm, I don't know what to tell you. I'm, I'm right there with you. Like, I have friends who are like, oh, I want to do your podcast. I'm like, what are we going to talk about? Yeah. yeah. I love you to death. But we have we can have awesome conversations between you and I, but it's not going to entertain people listening. Right. It's nothing but inside jokes and memories of what we've done together. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which is awesome for us. I love you to death. But no one's going to give a fuck about the time we got you know drunk at your cousin's wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing about my podcast is I, I talk to a lot of musicians, and I've been very fortunate to have like big names on there, you know, Mastodon and converge and whatnot so i have like my friends that are in local bands in miami hitting me up like oh you're gonna put me on the show i'm like no uh not right now anyway i don't really see a purpose i can't help you i'm still you know growing i'm still a fledgling you know baby trying to make a name for myself so i'm not helping you by putting you on my podcast 
and you're not helping me because nobody knows who the fuck you are. You know what I mean? Like, there's no. I, I want to help you, but let me let me make a name for myself before I have Joe's Schmo's local garage band on my fucking show. You know what I mean? The one caveat I would put on that is unless you have an epic fucking story. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if there's a cool story to listen to, awesome. But if you just want to go there to promote your band, like, ah, uh, yeah, check out our new single. Yeah, fuck yeah, bro. It's all about eating pussy and drinking whiskey. I'm like, cool. That's what every fucking metal song is about. I, I mean, I'll, I'll book those guys. <laughs> that, yeah. that, that's my demographic right there. Yeah, and like I, you know, I love I love my friends, and I love supporting independent and like small people. But I want to be able to actually help you. You know, I don't want to just bring you on. Like I even I can't even make certain mistakes. Like I had a I had this dude Tyler who was a great dude, great podcast. Uh, he plays drums for Noah Cyrus, Miley Cyrus's younger sister. And we had a great podcast, but it's the lowest fucking numbers I've had ever because everyone that listens to my podcast is into metal. Nobody gives a shit about Noah Cyrus's music. Unless you're penetrating her. Right, right, right. Well, she's underage. Let's not do I mean, that. Let's not well, do that. In a couple of years when you <laughs> penetrate her. I, right, yeah, yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. What kind of metalhead would I be if I knew what age Noah X Cyrus <laughs> is? Like. Yeah, no, it's it's just you know it's it sucks. I'm trying to open open the, the demographic a little bit and trying to get different listeners, but you know I noticed that that was like all oh, right. Well, I guess I know my audience now. They're all metalheads that don't really give a shit about no no you know Miley Cyrus or Noah Cyrus or whatever, you know, or Billy Ray even, or Billy Ray with his achy breaky heart. <laughs> Sorry, I that was hacky as fuck i just i had to do it his achy breaky heart he wasn't the one no that was garth brooks no achy breaky heart is no no i know yeah but i'm i was gonna say that garth brooks had a moment where he turned into trent reznor was that that was garth brooks right yeah with uh, the thunder rolls and all that shit <laughs> changed his name he had a fucking emo haircut yep oh my and god. the thunder rolls oh god that's actually a really good video it's a good video but I just think it's always hilarious when I see a, an artist trying to adjust their life to make money, like a band you know that uh, has three albums in one genre, and then all of a sudden, hey, I'm dubstep now. Hey, I want to make money. That cocaine and private plans don't pay for themselves. <laughs> yeah, well, the labels ain't paying for them either. So, well, no, unless the, you switch to dubstep, the or, label is there to make money off you, not make you money. Right. Right. In this day and age, there is no reason, except for the marketing machine that a label is, to be part of a label. No. I mean, if you... Well, even labels aren't picking up bands anymore. I had this conversation with someone who was like, they want you to build yourself. They want to see you have big numbers on your own so that they know that their money is well invested. Right. Well, and that's the problem with piracy altogether. So piracy and all the IP, all these businesses has made to the point where labels, movie studios can't take risks anymore. Yeah. A record label, a movie studio could take a risk on a band, take a risk on a movie, and if it flopped, they had successful artists with extra income to eat that loss. Now everything has to be a hit because yeah. the margins aren't there anymore because people are stealing from them. Yeah. Well, but then they, we also get a bunch of garbage out of that. Like, this is why we get Transformers 7. Because it's safe. It's safe, but and that's also not even our market anymore. It's China. China. China's yeah. making the money. 
but we get these really shitty fucking movies because they know that they'll make tons of money in China. You know. Well, and this is why I watch a lot of independent films because there's actual art in that shit. Sure. Because they're not as concerned about the bottom line. Yeah. And thankfully, because technology is caught up to the point where you don't have canisters of film to make a fucking movie, it doesn't cost thousands of dollars per feet. Right. Right. Yeah. And storage having the storage facilities for all these fucking rolls of films and all that. Or the art form of fucking editing film. Think how hard that shit is to actually physically cut reels. Yeah. Yeah. To edit. And it's one of those things where I don't appreciate the, the you know, you can get all hipstery about it and be like, oh, but it's the authentic like film experience and analog and this, that. Like to me, that works for music. Yeah. But it's all jacking off. Like for movies, I don't care. Digital is much better for movies. For music, I get the whole analog thing. I can hear the difference. The, the warmth of the vinyl. No warmth of the vinyl, but like the the warmth of actual ampli- amplifier tubes. You know what I mean? As opposed to just running through an axe effect. True, true. You know what I mean? Like I can hear the differences. Like some of the more modern metal bands, <clears throat> I can't even get invested into it because, yeah, technically the, the technicality of the notes and the, the progression of the music is great. But it all sounds fake as fuck. It's, it's all like, Pro Tools plugins. Yeah, it all sounds like a robot playing drums, and it's, I'm not a big fan of that. Like I, I get it, and I, you know, whatever. At least you're not doing pop music. But at the same time, I want to be able to know that a human being is making that music. You know, not a computer or a program. Well, yes and no. You got to remember, even bands like Pantera. Dime was, they were laying down multiple guitar tracks that Dime could not play. Oh no, no, but that's fine because he was actually playing them. Right, but he was not playing them all at once. No, no, right. That's fine. That that's what my guitarist would do. He like we had four guitar tracks on our albums at all times, and even though it's just one guitarist, so it's him playing like a chugga chugga thing. But he actually pulled it off live because he had a bunch of loop pedals. So he would like you know chug chug and then loop it and then fucking start needling over it. And it but all, it these days like, a lot of people use Pro Tools rigs to do the same effects. Right, right. But that's okay. So that's I know it's a very thin line, but I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm not, you're, you're okay with the thin line. <laughs> I'm okay with the very thin line of like you can you can layer shit as long as it's something that I can in my brain I can say someone played that. It's not playing right now, but someone played that. Like if I hear a guitar solo or not a guitar solo, but like a drum solo that I, I can just I could tell it's just a fucking MIDI program. You know what I mean? That bothers me. Like your arms can't move that yeah. fast. Humans are not that fast. There's no way. There's like brr, 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 like nope nope can't do that I, i've like, seen not the, even with triggers you just can't do it no like I, I i know some of the best drummers alive right now and i know that they can't like i to me <clears throat> danny walker i just had him on the show not the, the most recent episode i have wasn't him it was the one right before it and he's one of the best drummers i've ever seen perform and he's super fast and he does grindy stuff and he can't do that and we were talking about that too we were just like no man i would like it to seem like a human you know i don't know I'm just being a snob. There's nothing wrong with that. There's no, absolutely nothing wrong with being a snob. I don't see anything wrong with it. Yeah. I don't. Not at all. There's a there's a limit. There's a limit to snobbiness. Like, yeah. like I love film as well. I see you love film. You have a tons of tons. I of hate movies. movies. Yeah. Hate them all. <laughs> but <clears throat> never I, seen one I like. And I love independent films. But then there's a certain level where I can't go. Like uh, avant garde, fucking like art house French films. Uh, I saw this movie my girl recommended, and she hated it too after we saw it. But she was like, oh, "She recommended a movie she hates." Well, she thought, she had never seen it. She was like, "Somebody told me it's good." I looked up the trailer; looks cool, whatever. 
And it's the movie, I think it's called uh, something about the color of the tears that your body or like the color of blue. No, no, no. Cause that's about lesbians and that's awesome. No, no, no. This is like, it's supposed to be a horror movie. And, uh, it's like the color the, the the color of the tears that your body produces. I don't know. I, 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 I've never heard of it. I gotta look it up, but it's a weird French art house film, and there's very little dialogue. It's mostly just cut scenes of like colors, and this dude's like, oh, and he's bleeding, and there's glass, and then the glass breaks, and then they, you know, like it's just a bunch of action shots, and uh, there was no point to the story. They don't really explain what's going on. And it was just too much. I was just like, nope, this is going right over my head. And this is way too snobby and way too pompous for me to fucking appreciate. You know, the the color of your tears, the color of your body's tears. Am I fucking that up more? I'm Googling. Let me, let me help you as well. Maybe I can find it. Because nothing makes a good podcast in like two people. Yeah, that's the strange color of your body's tears. There it is. The strange color of your body's tears. Weird as fuck. And the trailer looked great. I'm like, oh, well, cool. This looks cool. But that's the trailer is the entire movie. It's just that. It's just cut scenes of here's a shot of a dude looking in a mirror. Here's a shot of a dude breaking glass. Here's a shot of a dude bleeding. Here's a shot of a girl up in the ceiling. And like, there's nothing to it. Just FYI, their US box office, $7,182. It's a whole bunch of money. That's more money than I have, though. <laughs> yeah, but for a film production, that's a little low. A little low. For sure. No, but it's a, it's a foreign film. Like I said, I think it's French. So is It there, is French. But is there French uh, box office numbers? It Did just it says well? box office in USD. It oh, does, okay. it, that might be worldwide box office. Oh, fuck. <laughs> 48% of Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Nobody was, really likes it. Yeah, that movie's fucking terrible. Uh, I, I, but again, like my girl, somebody recommended it. She saw the trailer. I saw the trailer, too. And I'm like, okay, let's watch it. But no, over the line. Over the fucking line. You know? Am I the only one that gives a shit about the fucking rules here? Like, that's too much pretentiousness for a fucking movie. And I watch some pretentious shit. What's the most pretentious movie besides that you've ever seen? That I've seen or that I enjoy? Both. Let's see. Titus is pretty fucking pretentious. With uh, Anthony Hopkins and Shakespeare. Alan uh, Nightcrawler. Yeah. 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 I forget his name. That movie was pretty fucking pretentious. But it's okay. I liked it. I thought, you know, it's art. Um, hmm. Fuck, man. I don't know. I've seen so many weird fucking movies. Uh, Emily is pretty pretentious, even though it's like Frenchy, romantic. And then I fell in. I fell in like a vicious cycle with with that girl that's in Emily, uh, and she has a bunch of different movies. Like he loves me, he loves me not, and. Uh, there's one movie that she like the whole plot is that they're stealing people's livers and kidneys and selling them on the black market and she's falls victim to that i might be he loves me he loves me not i don't know haven't seen it see i can be a bigger nerdy movie buff (laughs) fucking table flip i'm out podcast (laughs) over podcast over fuck this yeah i got out doing me on my own fucking show What the fuck? So it, it's it, what it all comes down to. Uh, when I was a kid, my parents uh, owned a video store. That was one of the many <clears throat> money laundering um, cash businesses. Cash businesses my dad had, and he owned. He bought. He bought a video store called Ray's Video in New Jersey, and uh, he made me run it at age eleven. Me and my mother would run that place, and she wasn't doing shit. 
So it was just me running that place, and uh, I got to sit around and watch movies all fucking day. That, you know. Hey, that's pretty fucking rad, actually. Yeah, no, it's cool. I appreciate That's one of the few things that I appreciate that he uh, made me do. I wish my father had that kind of ambition. Fuck, I would have liked that shit. <laughs> it's funny because I'm, I'm, uh, I'm also, uh, I've been writing, uh, I've been writing 60 seconds of comedy to try and do Kill Tony. Cause, uh, let me know what week you're going to go. I'll roll down there with you, dude. I, uh, that is my favorite fucking podcast in the world. It is the best thing. It is the best thing to hear people trying to do stand up comedy and failing. And then Tony and his friends fucking crushing their lives and their dreams. And I'm, uh, I'm willing to, to see, I'm willing to see if, uh, what I've got is funny or not. So yeah, I'll let you know. We'll write out there together. Fuck yeah. But Fuck yeah, yeah. one of the, you know, I'm not going to give away most of it, but like one of the things, like the starting bit is about my father's ambitions and his inspiration for me to become an entrepreneur of my own and, and all of his hilarious hiring of uh, minorities to steal pharmaceuticals and all that kind of shit. <laughs> so, I mean, holy shit. There's, 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 there's stuff there. But yeah, uh, the, film, the film thing was always something that I appreciated. One of the things I didn't appreciate was him uh, when uh, I remember being a child, dude, eight, nine years old, sitting in a basement using lighter fluid to soak the pharmaceuticals, like bottles of Pepsid. This is before Pepsid was over the counter. So you had to have a prescription for Pepsid or Zantac, like anti and Yeah, uh, the, the, the big anti-acids. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I would get the bottles, soak them with the lighter fluid. And wait for the uh, adhesive to fall off, take off the prescription label, clean the bottles, put them back in a bag. Eight years old, huffing fucking lighter fluid and illegal fucking medication fucking label removal. Um, How's that cancer? It's great. Uh, I feel it every day. This is what I was earlier when I was like, it's nice to not feel pain when I wake up. This is why I do THC. No, I do THC because the, the, the car accident, actually. That's, uh, I have so many broken bones that I've not attended to. You probably should do that. Oh, but health insurance is so affordable. Totes. <laughs> Totes affordable. Affordable Health Care Act, guys. Sign up for Obamacare now. Actually, they have a couple more days on that. Well, by the time this airs, they're fucked. <sighs> yeah. I, I, I need to actually do that because honestly, there is it's getting to that point. Like I'm I'm 36 now, and it really takes me 45 minutes to get out of bed. It shouldn't take me 45 minutes to get out of bed. I mean, is that before or after you finish up? Well, <laughs> no, it's literally from like opening my eyeballs to me getting out of bed. It's 45 minutes of me laying in bed, stretching my arms, stretching my shoulder, fucking complaining and groaning like oh god it hurts Uh," you know it's just it's not good it's not good it's getting older shit sucks it does it does uh there's a lot i mean there's a lot of good things i I appreciate being old um my wisdom (laughs) sure sure i'll I'll take your word for that i i'm happy that i don't want to fuck everything that walks because jesus christ 20 years ago Oh my god, it's a vagina. <laughs> were you one of those dudes that would like when you were a kid, you were like so horny you would like fuck the vacuum cleaner and shit? I've heard stories. I've never Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> I never did that. I never went that far. No, I never actually went that far, but Yeah. Jesus Christ, if you had a pulse on a vagina, I would try to fuck you. Yeah, I remember uh, one of the, my young like traumatic rem- uh, memories that just kind of just hit me right now as we're talking was like being young and 
Did the vacuum cleaner try to fuck you? No, no, no. Well, you know, no, no, no. <laughs> but I just remember like humping my pillow for no reason, like very aggressively. Um, and my mom walking into that. I uh, think we've all been there. It was super embarrassing. But like, I don't get what's the, I guess when you're little, like just rubbing your penis on things is enough. It feels good. Feels good. Yeah. You don't know there's consequences to the good feeling. Yeah. I, uh, fuck. More shit's. Here's the thing. The older I get, the more weird shit from my youth is popping up. And one thing that I just remembered now is like, I remember having like a massage thing for my back. And when I was like seven or eight, putting it on my dick and make, and that felt amazing. And like thinking about it now, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, that's what women do. Like, right. That's they use vibrators for their clitoris. But like, why is that making my dick feel good? Usually it doesn't have to be like a back and forth friction stimulation stimulation yo i guess man i guess i don't know it was just weird and and you know i guess growing up as a kid exploring sexuality has got to be weird you know this is part of the reason i don't want children i don't want to have to explain this weird shit to them no 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 well one of the reasons i don't want to have children is because you know there's a chance that somebody from hollywood is going to fuck them (laughs) hey i hope to have a kid cute enough that someone from hollywood wants to fuck them (laughs) that means i've done good yeah, because no one wanted to fuck me when I was a little kid. Oh, I—I uh, I wasn't that cute. Sorry. Yeah, I grew up in a private school too. So someone definitely fucked you. No, but they tried. I'll tell you that. So you're fast. I'm smart, smart and fast. Yeah, but no, I, I definitely had some weird moments. I got away from. Thankfully, I don't think I've ever been molested. I could say that with a clear consciousness. Uh, my roommate, on the other hand. I'm sure your roommate's super happy about you airing this. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna. <laughs> so let's do not, some more whiskey. I'm not doing more whiskey. I'm not gonna talk about this, but yeah, no. So it's a little late. A little late. <laughs> you already opened the flood doors. I was joking. Allegedly, this happened to my roommate. Allegedly, he got. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I'll let him talk about it if he wants one day. I've been allegedly. To- yo, he's had a load blown so far up in him, it hit his small intestine. <laughs> we do need more ice. Are we going to get more ice? Yeah, we can pause for a second. Pause for ice. a break. We need ice for liquor. Definitely. <laughs> Unlike how your roommate got filled up. Uh, no, that's all fake. I promise. <laughs> now he jokes about it. Like he's one of the few people that I know that is very open about stuff like that and jokes about it. And sometimes I have to actually rein him in a little bit. Like if I have people over and. That I know are like, you know, people that are a little more sensitive to certain topics. I have to be like, hey, man, this person's coming over. They're not into the jokes that we are into. That sounds like their problem. It is, but at the same time, I... Uh, Especially if they're coming to your house. I want to I be a gracious host and try not to... Well, give them more liquor. Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, like he jokes around a lot. And sometimes I have to be like, yeah, dude, just, just bring it in a little bit. Bring it in. Uh, I can appreciate your weird jokes about molestation just you know <laughs> not a lot of people know who you are and it's going to be a little rougher for them to accept that it's comedy i don't know it's like they this. do they do they don't they don't well it's like this like i'm sure i've said a few things on this podcast already that i probably shouldn't have said but that reminds me i should have had you sign the waiver before we started right right no it's just, uh, i've learned a lot of lessons from like joe rogan and kreischer and and Joey, and it's like, you know what? Fuck it. Fuck it. 
Be yeah. real. Be real, and that's that's. People want honesty. People yeah. want real stories. People want the real thing. Damn right. You can definitely tell when someone's faking the funk, you know. And real recognizes real, and that's something that I appreciate from all these dudes that I listen to, and um, thankfully all the experiences that I've had meeting a lot of people in the industry, music and comedy and everything. Just uh, just be real, man. Fuck it. In a world where fake news is the thing, be real. Yeah, 100%. Like Cypress Hill. Or, wait, I'm sorry, Prophets of Rage. Let me tell you. Do you know about Prophets of Rage? Oh, uh, that's part of Rage. And who's the vocalist on that? Chuck D and Be Real from Cypress oh, Hill. Oh, yeah. So, at first, <clears throat> when I heard the idea, I was really upset. Because I like Rage Against the Machine. I liked what they stood for. The whole anti-government thing and excitement and all that. And, and then, Zach Delarocco's not giving a fuck anymore. Right. He's just hanging out with Run the, Run the Jewels and making guest spots. So when the first time I heard about it, I was really upset. Like, man, this sounds like a money grab. This is fucking bullshit. It might, it might actually still be that. But I saw them at OzFest. And if that didn't fucking excite me, I mean, I was just jumping up and down. I was excited, man. It was cool to hear. Rage Against Machine songs. It was cool to hear Cypress Hill songs. It was cool to hear Chuck D fucking breaking out some old school shit, old school hip hop. And then they did this thing where they performed uh, Like a Stone from Audio Slave. And they they put a microphone stand and they put a spotlight on it. And it was just a vacant microphone stand and they played the song with no vocals. And that made me tear up like a little bitch. Like, oh my God. It's a, it's a thing for Chris Cornell. Like, holy shit. This is amazing. So, yeah. Fucking shame there. It's a shame, dude. It's a very, it's a very real, serious thing. Um, the mental health thing. I'm, I've tried to figure out ways to get more involved with that, to, to, to help people out, because it's rough, dude. And it's not something we can control anymore, um, unfortunately. It, no, not at all. It, we're, it's something that, we live in a world where social media is a thing. If you want to become something, if you want to become a musician or a podcaster or an artist of any kind, you need to be on social media or you're not doing it. Yeah, you have to expose people to your real life. Right. So you have to be on social media. And I've heard many people talking about this before, but I've done a lot of research that, you know, <clears throat> every time you use social media and you get a like or a comment or somebody befriends you, it's it's a jolt of dopamine. It makes you feel good. You feel great. You know, like, oh, my God, I got a new like. Oh, my God, somebody likes my comment. Somebody left it. Oh, what does he have to say? Oh, this, that, the other. And it's a... Uh, it's the same effect as slot machines, actually. You're right. Right, right, right. Because you're like, oh, I'm playing. I'm playing. Oh, my God, I won 10 cents. You know? Like, 777, baby! Yeah. yeah! Exactly. So you get this big old rush and... You, you get a lot of it from social media because especially if you're actually putting content out. That's why we have the, this boom of internet, like uh, Instagram stars, people that they don't do shit with their lives, but they post pretty pictures of them or little selfies. I appreciate them. Right. I mean, one of them lives one floor below me, so. Right, right. But and to her credit, she's actually a pretty good person. But see, there's a difference between like just like a hot chick posting pictures of herself or just like young kids that are just taking a, a selfie with like dog ears or like just whatever it's a rush it's a rush that your brain gets that makes you happy so you have this constant urge like when you're not feeling that when you're not getting the likes and you're not getting the comments it 
fuck, it's depressing. Well, that's what whiskey's for. Yeah, but kids can't take whiskey. They can't, too. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend whiskey to anybody under the age of 15. I allegedly have recommended it to multiple friends of mine who have infants. Like, a quarter of an ounce will shut them the fuck up. Well, that is true. Or just rub your finger on their teeth. That, you teething. have to touch them, then. I guess. Like, if you have a teething, Ew, they're dirty. If you have a teething baby, put some whiskey on their teeth. They'll be fine. No, I've heard that. I've heard that. I just yeah. don't want to touch anyone's children in any way shape or form yeah please don't touch like them. i know i i mean not inappropriately i just don't want to be like oh you're in arm's reach yeah. <laughs> uh, i was having this talk with with courtney yesterday on my podcast that um from i wrestled the bear once and it was that all this all these allegations of child pornographers and pedophiles and shit like that are really fucking it up for the nice people like i'm i'm genuinely nice and when i'm in a, a like a friend's house and they have kids if they're bored I'm going to go play whatever they're playing. Like if they're playing catch or they're playing a video game, I'm going to be like, Hey, what are you guys doing? What are you guys playing? And it's not sexual. I don't care. I don't, I'm not yeah, like but catch and video games are fine. You can sit on the other side of the couch and play those. Right. But here's the thing. I no longer feel comfortable doing that because of what's going on. I feel like if I go do that, the parents might be like, why is he fucking hanging out with the kid? Like, that's weird, you know? And, I, and it's fucking it up for nice people like me. I just want to fucking hang out and make them make well, sure Well, on the flip happy. side, like, it's going to fuck up those kids because, like, why is no one showing me affection? Right. It's a fucking vicious cycle. It's, in a, it's a shitty thing. That, what know, kind of sociopaths are going to come up in 20 years? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a shame that adults can't fucking keep their dicks away from children. I don't get it. I don't understand what the attraction is. I can't even fathom... At this age, like I remember when I was in my early 20s, banging a virgin was attractive to me. I'm like, oh, oh hell no. Uh, hell no. But like when I, early 20s, 21, 20. Well, yeah, no, I, I definitely dated a girl who was graduating college and still a virgin. And I was totally like, oh, she's still a virgin. This is awesome. Right, right, right. It was attractive when you were a young dude, like 19, 20, 21. Well, in, our, in our fucked up heads, it was about the conquest. Yeah, yeah. But now, looking back, I'm like, no, I want an experienced woman that knows what the fuck she's doing. I want the biggest slut that will not give me an STD. I want her to be able to grab my dick with her vagina. You know what I mean? Like That's a very good quality in a woman. The kung fu grip, I love that shit. If you don't have that, you're not doing it. That's why I'm marrying this girl I'm with. You know, Ariel's got the, you know, I should probably, I should probably edit this out. <laughs> Too bad you don't have control of such things. Oh man, no, it's it's just one of those things. Like I, I want an experienced woman. I don't see the attract. What's the attraction? What's the fucking point? Like why? No, I don't want to fuck some dead fish who's going to be in pain while I fuck her. Right. And so I don't really. It's and that's what makes me very angry about the whole thing of pedophilia and all that shit. Like, what's the point, dude? What What are you getting out of this? Their brain chemistry is fucked up. Right. Well, it, it's not a like. If you think about it on a conscious level, all humans are unattractive. Yeah. But seriously, if you just think about it, like... There's definitely ways you can find someone unattractive, even no matter how attractive they are. Right. It's like, oh, hey, you have globs of fat there. But somehow, somehow I'm into it. Right. Yeah. It's like, no matter how hot, like... It's... Your brain chemistry says, that's attractive to me. Because if you think about any human physiology on a conscious level, none of it's attractive. So their brain chemistry is all fucked up, and they think children are attractive. It's fucked. It's so stupid. I don't. It, it's a dysfunction. I mean, I guess I should be happy that I don't understand it. Well, I I, I, I agree, want, and I don't want to understand it. I think it should just not happen. You know. I agree. I I wholly agree. Yeah. I wish I wasn't addicted to big tits as I am, but 
That's my cross to bear. Well, you know, actually, I'm not a tit man. Cool. We can you know, go on double dates then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm more of a I'm more of an ass and leg man myself. I mean, they gotta have those. I can't have big old tits and just no ass. But right, you can't you can't do the flat ass and the big boobs. No, I want proportionate. But okay, I can't. I like big breasts. I do. Right. I do. Well, they're, I, they're comforting. I, my uncle, who I'm gonna see tomorrow, has for, big breasts. For, no, yes. No. <laughs> For Thanksgiving, I'm going to my uncle's house, and one of the things he taught me, he was one of the first people that, that I smoked weed with, which was great. Um, he taught me that whatever doesn't fit in your mouth, boob-wise, is extra. See, I was always taught what doesn't fit in your hands. And Well, you have big hands, yeah. Now, for me, it was the mouth. Like, If it doesn't fit in your mouth, it's just extra. <laughs> so I, I Call me greedy, then. Yeah, right? No, so I, I've, I've always grown up just, and also I'm Cuban, so I guess we appreciate the, the asses and the legs more. That's a, definitely a Latin thing. Yeah, 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 uh, which is by far the best features of my fiance, so that makes me happy. I thought her mind was the best feature. Oh, get out of here. She's great, I'm just saying, physically. We're talking about physicality here. I was just trying to help you out, man. Just trying to help you out. Dig your own grave into your own room. Yeah, right. Dig your own grave. She's not going to listen to this. She doesn't even listen to my podcast. It's fine. It's fine. You know, it's funny. I've learned, like, listening to Burt Kreischer and all that, like, wives don't listen to their husband's podcasts. They have enough to deal with on a regular basis. <laughs> I'm super happy that my future ex-wife will not listen to any of this. <laughs> future ex-wife. I like that. Well, I'm not engaged. I'm blissfully single, and I'm sure whoever drunkenly gets involved with me for whatever amount of time will not listen to any of my bullshit. <laughs> They'll just be happy like, oh, he does stuff. Yeah. Well, I've had, a, I've had, I've had this conversation with, with my fiance multiple times where it's like, if you hadn't come into my life, I'd be single for the rest of my life at this point because I don't, I don't feel that I need to have, I don't have that urge of like, I need to have a partner. No, like she's awesome and we're happy and that's why we're together. But if she were to break up with me, I'm done. I'm done with the dating game and the fucking dating apps and like, oh my god, let me get dressed up and go on a date. Oh, it's even worse in LA. Yeah, no, no. Fuck all that, dude. I fuck it. I don't care. I got stuff to do. And, you know, if somebody wants to be a part of it, cool. If not, fuck off. I'm no, I'm right there with you. This is why I've been single for fucking ever. But you sound like you're you're upset about it. Not at all. Okay. All not right. at fucking all. <laughs> dude, I am a shitty boyfriend. Like I I have good intentions, but I'm really bad at be, about being accountable to people. Like, okay. Where were you last night? Getting drunk with a bunch of porn stars. How was your night? <laughs> yeah, you're in a you're in a particular situation. Oh, yeah. you know my particular situation. Like, as I said, I wouldn't mind partnering up, but it is exceedingly rough here in Los Angeles, especially when people find out that I'm porn adjacent. Like, I, I've met some girls who are like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I'm down to hang," and then like. Wait a minute. Are you going to be on porn set? I'm not fucking anyone. It's just business. Yeah. Still, you know, deal breaker for them. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it's a it's weird for me. Um it would be a deal breaker for me if the girl was a porn star. Like I Why? Um if that was her like I know dudes that date active porn stars and that like I would I have I wouldn't be able to Why? I just don't. I, that's my vagina. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't want somebody else's dick in there. Like that's weird. It's not Everest. You're not well, the first to climb it. Well, I know. I don't want to be the first to climb it, but I want to be able to like. You want to be the last to climb it? I want to be able to lay in there and not feel someone else's jizz. 
you know? It's going to be residue there. So don't think so hard about it. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's all in your head, no, man. No, no, it's totally in my head, but that's just, I guess that's just the way I am. Like, it's the trade-off, you know? Like, I don't like fucking children, but I don't like my women to have uh, other men's jizz in them. Well, you know, that's why the like the shaft is shaped like it is with the little ridge to actually pull other men's ah! semen out of it. So, no, ah! genetically, that's why it's there. <laughs> Did you not know that? No, that's not real life. That is real life. That's that is like prehistoric <laughs> times. The ridges there, so when you mate with another dude, to pull their seed out to insert your seed. By the way, if you were to do stand up, you should definitely talk about this. <laughs> like, not a comic. I am not a fucking comic. But if you were to do a Kill Tony set for a minute, I think that should be your minute. <laughs> talk, about, <laughs> talk about how the ridge on your dick is meant to pull other men's semen out of a woman's vagina. <laughs> yeah, it's meant to pull the semen away from fertilizing her. <sighs> Dude, man, no. <laughs> it is. That just grosses me out so much. I can't. I can't deal with it. Like I never. Uh, I was never a dude to be into like threesomes with another dude. Well, I'm not into that either. But you know, sometimes shit happens. I had a friend that uh, tried to get me into a threesome with him. It was weird. Uh, cause Give us the setup. Because <laughs> I, ha- I have a story about that, too. But uh, do you want to go first? Sure. I'm not going to name a, na- a name. Never asked you if to. If he ever listens, you'll know it's him. But, yeah, we were at a show. I was single, by the way. Just clarify that. And, um, yeah, do that for the fiance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clarify, I was single at the time. This was still in Florida. In Florida, and um, went to a show, and there was a chick hanging out with my friend, and um, he was making out with her, and like, kind of doing the whole like S and M thing, where like he was kind of choking her, and like the whole thing, and then um, he's like, "Yo, can we sit in this car? I want to. I want her to suck my dick." And I'm like, "It wasn't even my car. It was my friend's car." So I'm like, dude, yeah, whatever. Sit in the f- go do your thing. He's like, come get in the car. I'm like, uh, okay. And I sat in the front seat, and he was in the back seat, and getting head. And it was, I just started getting really awkward. Like, Ugh, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. He's getting head. It's just weird. And then uh, he gets out. I get out of the car, and he gets out of the car with her. And he's like telling her, like, grab his dick, grab his dick. You know, suck his dick now. And I'm like, mm, I'm okay. I don't, I don't, uh, the ridge like, will get to come out of her mouth too. Yeah, I'm like, no, I'm good, man. I'm good. And he's like, like, kiss her, kiss her. Oh, know? definitely not. And I'm just like, uh, 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 what's happening? Like, I don't want to be a part of this. And then, like, I walked away from it. And, you know, I, it was weird. I was just going to say it was an awkward situation. I later find out that he was in the closet and he came out as gay afterwards. And good for him. I'm very happy for him. I'm glad he figured it out. Um, he should have asked just more politely to see your dick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if you want to do this, just be straightforward about it. <laughs> ha! Be straightforward about it. But uh, uh, but no, yeah, I, I love the dude. He's a really good friend of mine. It was just kind of like, uh, I can't do threesomes. I can't. I just don't get erect with other penises around. Just don't feel the need. I can't do public fucking. That's why... We were talking earlier about the porn thing, and I had to do it in the bathroom with the door closed because I can't be around other erect penises. It's not a thing. It's not doesn't attract me. Fair enough. Fair enough. Now, now tell me about your threesome proposition. So the first trip to Japan. 
Of course it happened in Japan. It did. With an Australian <laughs> girl in Japan of all places. Oh, man. Multicultural. The best part about this whole fucking story is I've told this story before, but I was back in Chicago two weeks ago, and my buddy who was involved in this told his side of the story, which is wildly different than how I remember it. Oh, no. And so what happened was we went out to a divey metal bar in Tokyo. Wow. He was a shit show. And this girl rolls up to me and goes, your friend's an idiot. <laughs> okay. So that's, we a good, just, that's a good start. We start bullshitting from there. We end up hanging out the next night, the three of us. We end up in some Irish pub near my hotel. And I'm trying to wingman for my buddy, actually. The one she called an idiot. Mm-hmm. He goes to get a round of drinks, and she turns to me and goes, so are you going to throw me down and fuck me tonight? I went, yes, yes, I am. We start making out at the bar. My version of the story is he sees this and is like, I'm going to bail. His version of this is, I let you have her. That's such an ego thing. That's such a fucking male ego thing. It's great. Go on. <laughs> this is also one of my really good friends. I'm, But I'm going to give him shit about this. <laughs> All right. And he's like, don't take her back to our hotel, man. Like, Just go back to her place. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to try to take her back to her place. Duh. So he leaves. We're still fucking around at the bar. We're still drinking. She's like, so let's go. I'm like, yeah, let's go back to your place. She's like, my place is clear across Tokyo. You're staying at the Ritz-Carlton three blocks from here. The caveat on that is also when I saw my room at the Ritz-Carlton, my first declaration is I need to have sex in here. Okay. I've had that feeling before. The room at the Ritz-Carlton was 800 square feet. Oh, Jesus. It's literally almost like more luxurious than this apartment. Yeah, I think about as big as this place. I mean, I don't know how many rooms you got back there, but yeah. There's rooms, but seriously, <laughs> like that hotel room was fucking insane. Nice. We go back to the, the Ritz. And I'm like, he's got to be sleeping. We'll fuck in the bathroom. We fuck in the bathroom in the room. Marble floors are actually really hard on the knees. <laughs> Okay. Who would have known? Yeah, who would have known that? After a while, we're like, we can move to the bed. He's got to be asleep by now. Wait, with him on the bed? It's two beds. Oh, okay. I was going to say, like, you move to the bed where he's sleeping on. Like, no, he won't that'd notice. be a little weird. He won't notice. He won't notice at all. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a really gentle lay. He'll he'll never know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're banging, and he's just like, he's awake. He's like, I'm going to go smoke. I'm like, you're a good man. I love you. Yeah, peace. We know what's up. In his recollection of the story, he was gone for an hour. In my recollection of the story, he had one cigarette and came back. Oh, okay. When he came back, her and I are still banging, and he kind of was like, room for one more? Oh, no. Yeah. Like, bro. Uh, no. If this had been earlier in the night, I might have been down. <laughs> but... I'm just trying to finish now. Like, we've been at this. We're both really drunk and have been at this for a while. Like, we're both just trying to get off and go to sleep. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know if I could even, like, uh, uh, I mean, again, I've been in a room with other naked penises because I was in a porn party. And it's just, I don't think I can keep it up. It's with another dude there well i mean as long as i got you know vaginal contact i was already drunk and i was just like whatever this will be weird no no no. and look i'm not judging i mean if even are, if you were i don't care people are into it that's fine i i can't physically do it like physically i don't think i can keep it up 
It's mental, man. It's it's all in your head. It's all in your head. Well, I mean, if I pop a Viagra, maybe, but <laughs> no, nah, you don't gotta do all that. Just be like, that dude has a really big clit. That dude has <laughs> a big clit. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> you know, by the way, I love that you, uh, you were talking about earlier how you don't want this to be a porn podcast, but it totally always becomes that. <laughs> Sex and porn are two separate things. Oh yeah. Porn is on film. Yeah, exactly. Right. We drink. We talk about sex. Like, there's nothing. No, sex yeah. is part of the human condition. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Yeah, that that is something that I've always found funny about Japanese culture. Going, calling back on the whole Japan trips, and how it, Japan is very prevalent in the porn business, but they always censor the the actual penetration part of it. It's really weird to me. Oh, Japan's a wild. Weird place. You know, prostitution, they're at third world levels for prostitution. What does that mean? There's a lot of sex trafficking that happens. Oh, okay. No, I, I didn't really, like third world, I don't know. I just thought maybe it was like cheap. Oh, yeah. It's pretty cheap and abundant. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, no, there's a lot of sex trafficking. Well, I mean, it's a big deal. Like They're like the founders of like hentai and bukkakis and all that shit. So, well, but hentai is actually an answer to the blurred genitalia because you don't have to censor tentacles going in. Right, right. But but then like bukkake is such a big deal, but then they still censor the dicks. Like I, It's just weird to me how they're like pioneers, but also no, I don't want to see it. But I can buy panties from a vending machine. But I can buy dirty panties, crunchies, whatever they're called. <laughs> I just don't get it. I don't get how they're like so. It just seems uh, like an oxymoron. It's a magical place. It's oxymoron. It's you know? a magical fucking place. I just want to go there and eat amazing food. Oh, dude. Every meal's great there. Every meal. I want to go eat amazing food. I want to go buy a fucking real sword and wear like the kimono thing. The, the well, Not a kimono. That's a girl thing. What's the guy thing? Or the samurai outfit with the big pants and the. Yeah. I want that. I want to go do that. I want to go in. I want to go to Kyoto to where there's like the fancy old school houses. I've been told there's ninjas there. Okay. Like real ninjas. That's cool. I want to meet one. I would love to meet a fucking real ninja. I would like to have a podcast with a real fucking ninja. If there's a ninja listening, hit me up, dude. Hit me up first. <laughs> God damn it. It's my show. No, no, mine. No, no, no. Me and the crew, I regularly travel with are talking about going back to Japan next year. Yeah, we do. One, two trips a year. Mm. Japan's back on the docket next year. Nice. I, th- I got to do it, man. First of all... Dude, gotta, it's only like 600 round well, trip. Well, here's the thing. I got to figure out a way to make more money. Like, working in the beer industry is no money. Sell kegs off the truck. That doesn't even make me money, bro. Like, that's not even... That's not, there's no real way to make money in a brewery unless you're working for the big guys. The Budweiser's and the, the Miller's and the, the Coors. Like, uh, an independent brewery... It's just a whole bunch of struggle. It's kind of like the music industry, which is why I started my podcast. Because there are so many goddamn parallels between beer and music that, you know, unless you're a big fucking pop act or, or a big-ass Budweiser thing, you're not. You're not. You're doing it for the passion, you, you know? I envy that shit. What? The passion? Yeah, doing it for the fucking passion. So I, many people just punch a fucking clock and just survive. Doing anything... Because you're passionate about it is fucking enviable. Sure, I, I can see that. I'm at the point in my life though where like I'm willing to punch a clock, as long as it's more than just surviving. Like if I'm if I'm fucking bawling and I have to punch a clock, I might be into it. 
Yeah, the amount of people know. that are punching clock and balling, few and far between. Right, right. It's a hard, you know, it's not a real thing either. So I'm, I'm stuck in two unrealistic things, like becoming successful as an independent or becoming super successful as a corporate fucking slave. You know what I mean? Like, I no, feel you're better off as an independent. I get It's definitely a better quality of life. And, and I feel like I'm actually doing something with myself. I'd be a little more suicidal if, uh, if I was just a fucking gear in the machine. You know what I mean? If you want to do that, please not in my apartment. What? Suicide? Yeah. No. I mean, look, I'll tell you. I have, like we were talking about it earlier, and I have fallen victim to social media dopamine overdoses to where, and it's not just that. Like, here, here's an example. This is something that I, I've talked to my friends about a lot. I'm very fortunate, and I've said this before, I'm very fortunate that I've met some very cool people, very high in the, in the music industry world, right, that I wouldn't even have dreamed of many years ago. Like, when I was in my 20s, I would have been told, oh, my God, Mastodon's my favorite band ever, and now we hang out, we're friends. So I'm very fortunate that I can do that. But let me tell you, the rush of dopamine that you get from hanging out on 420 at the fucking Hollywood Palladium with Mastodon and hanging out with the drummer Danny Carey of Tool and, and fucking Nurgle from Behemoth and we're just drinking and smoking and life is a goddamn fantasy. And then the next day to have to wake up and go to work is so crushingly depressing that the only thought is like, well, I might as well kill myself now because now things, nothing better is coming. <laughs> you know? But on the flip side... You could be living in fucking Kansas and just going to work. Exactly. That's what keeps me alive. To our Kansas listeners, no shade. Yeah, yeah. Kansas is not great. I've been there. It's decent barbecue. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, eat and wake up and go to work. Fuck your fat wife. Yeah. I mean, dude, we played a show in Conway, Arkansas once. And it was one of the biggest shows we ever played. There was 200 and something kids there. But here are the caveats. Um, there was a sign in the back door where we were loading in our gear where it said, get everything you need, food, gas, before 6 p.m. Because the entire town shuts down. Yeah, Arkansas is really weird like that. Yeah. There's nothing to fucking do after 6 p.m. but come to this show. That's why there was 200 kids there because we were relatively unknown. Like Nobody knows who we are. But yet there's a line for people to come see us. That's not, and it's kind of an ego crusher because it's like, oh, they're not really here for us. They're just trying to get the fuck out of the house. They just want to get out, and there's a show in town. You know, it doesn't fucking matter who or where it's from. But yeah, uh, uh, touring bands play Conway, Arkansas. You'll get a big fucking turnout. I'll tell you that. It's fucking crazy. It's yeah, absolutely it, fucking crazy. That's such a crazy lifestyle, too, man. Like we 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 had, you know, we would tour these random towns, and we would literally have to put signs up in our merch booth, like, hey. We need a place to crash because it's either we crash somewhere and take a shower or we drive to the next town and kind of wing it, you know, go to a Walmart and take a shower in the fucking sink, you know, whore bath, do a little under pit and ball thing in the handicap stall. Um, I mean, we've, we've done some rough shit. We played a weird town in North Carolina. I don't even remember the name. Uh, I fuck yeah. I, I don't, it wasn't any of the major towns. It was a weird fucking off town in, in North Carolina. And uh, <clears throat> this is an 
interesting story. We fucking play the show. They gave us a free keg of PBR, so we killed that. Well, that's fucking awesome. That was great. Uh, but then, like, ha- near the end of the show, I get off stage, and there's this lady at the bar, and she's like, hey, you guys need a place to crash. I got a house right across the street. And I'm like, ooh, fucking amazing. Let's do this. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. So, And we were touring with another band. So we get over there, and uh, we, we drive to this house across the street, park our shit. I walk into the house. First thing I notice is that there's no doors in this house. There's no front door. There's a there's a screen, but there's no actual door. And uh, and then um, I walk in. I look to my left. There's a kitchen. In the kitchen, there's a, a literally. I'm not even kidding. Jesus Christ, we've almost killed that whole bottle of Buffalo Trace. Yes, we have. Oh fuck. So I look over to the left, and there's a pile of chicken bones and shit, like just bones of food. Who does that? Who the fuck does that? They're just eating and throwing it on a pile. Um, there's that. That's gnarly. That's gnarly, gnarly as fuck. Is, that was already red flag number one. That should be one, two, and three. Fuck. <laughs> so that, it gets so much worse, dude. So I walk in. Okay. Pile, pile of bones. I'm like, all right, that's weird. Keep walking. And there's a room. Empty room. No furniture filled with baby toys on the floor building blocks and dolls and whatnot so unisex baby toys like not necessarily boy or girl right yeah yeah yeah. unisex and it was just weird shit i'm like wow that's weird let's keep walking i get to the living room there's a couple on my left fucking which wasn't too weird i was just kind of like oh okay and then there was an old lady on a recliner to my right watching television and i look at her and i'm like hi she's like i'd get up and say hi but i'm too high on crack must not be very good crack that's supposed to energize you well she was just sitting there like this like with her eyes wide open you know so i'm looking at her i'm like okay cool uh i just keep trying to figure out like where am i going like we're staying in this house apparently so where am i going and then I find somebody else. And I'm like, hey, do you know where the bathroom is? I really need a shower. I go, go upstairs. Shower's upstairs. I go upstairs. And I walk into the bathroom. It's just a tub with no shower curtain. And the tub is full of human feces. What the fuck? Like full to the brim. I'm just like, well. How does that even happen? No idea. I was just like, all right, cool. Uh, you sure you weren't on acid? No, no, no. No, I had a few PBRs. That's pretty much... Well, I had been on the road for two weeks at this point. So maybe there was some delirium there. But still, like, no. this Like was a tub full of feces is quite a feat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just... I guess it backed up and they just didn't fucking care. So I was like, cool. Well, shower ain't happening. Turn around. I go back outside. And I go to the van, the touring van, to tell the guys, like, guys, we need to get the fuck out of here. This is not what we need to be doing. Right. And the guys are out there with a fucking crackhead woman, no teeth, stripping. She's taking her clothes off and like touching herself. And these dudes are like, yeah, with the camera out filming her and shit. And I'm like, guys, what? What are you? What is happening? They're like, oh, dude, just she's getting naked, bro. I'm like, <laughs> oh, fuck. So I turn around. I go back in the house. At this point, my guitar player and my drummer join me. We go in. 
and we find a room where there's no one there's just an empty room and i'm like cool i'm just gonna like lay i'm gonna i'm gonna sit down i'm gonna sit down up against this wall and i'm just gonna chill here for a bit is that cool with you and they're like yeah let's do that let's do that and dudes go to sleep um i ended up passing out somehow just laying up against the wall and i wake up and there's this big black dude big black dude standing in front of me looking down at me and i just remember waking up looking up and i see him and i'm like oh hi he's like who the fuck are you i'm like we we're in a band we played at the venue right across the street and this lady told us that we could stay here and he just kind of like nodded and left and i got up i grabbed my bass player my, my not my bass player, my drummer and my guitar I'm like guys we need to go we need to go we need to go we need to go and they get up. They're like, what's going on? I'm like, Do we need to go. We're going to get shot. We're going to get murdered right now. Get up. Let's go. What are we doing here? Why did we sleep here? We could have just driven to the next town. <laughs> it would have been so much better. And we get to the car. And the rest of the, the, rest of the, other, the other band and the rest of the guys were still outside. I guess they hung out out there. I don't even know if they fucked that crackhead or not. They just hung out out there all night with that chick. And I'm just like, guys, we're the fuck out of here. And I'm like taking my shirt off. I'm like, I'm just going to burn this. I don't need to f have this piece of clothing anymore. It's probably covered in AIDS and cancer. <laughs> just, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know anymore. And we just fucking hauled ass out of there. And that's the kind of scenarios that happen when you're in a band and on tour, guys. Being in a band is not as glamorous as it seems. I don't know. That seems pretty fucking glamorous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I brought that story up thinking about the whole idea that working in the beer industry is not as glamorous as it seems either. You know, a lot of people, I tell them, hey, work in the beer industry. Oh, my God, you're living the dream, bro. Like, not really. I'm cleaning kegs and fucking and cleaning lines and delivering fucking kegs, and it's not, it's not as exciting as it fucking seems. It could be worse. You could be a fucking, you know, you could be the orchid man. Fine. I could. You could be killing roaches and rats all day. Sure, but I'd like to think that I am uh, not of that frame of mind anymore. I, I hear that all the time. They're like, oh, it could be worse. You could be doing construction, which is great. Yes, I appreciate Oh, what, what are you talking about? I'd kill to be in that union. <laughs> Those dudes make fucking bank. They make a lot of money. But, but at least, you know, they're like, oh, at least you're not outside fucking, you know, breaking concrete and blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, yeah, but at the same time, I'd like to think I have like a little, a little standard, like a little bit, a little bar it's a little like mid-ground bar like maybe sleeping in a crack house full of chicken bones and weird toys and a tub full of shit is not really where i need to be in my life you know it builds character Ugh, i guess <laughs> I, I guess if you call this a character i don't know i do i do indeed fuck <laughs> mm. would you rather have a boring life like oh so I went to you know, prep school, then I went to my Ivy League college, and then I got my job as a vice president and worked my you know, nine to five till I fucking died. Yeah. It's a weird dynamic, right? Like, you can have that life. You can Sorry have for the voice for the audience at home. Sorry about that. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Becky, <laughs> look at her butt. It's, it's got to be a weird dynamic. Like, you can, you can live that life where it seems vanilla and boring. And you have all this money, and you're so uninteresting that you do nothing with it. You know what I mean? You have all this tons of cash, and you pass it on to your kids. Whoop-dee-doo, bro. Fuck that. Whoop-dee-doo. <laughs> I'm here to live for me. Right, right. 
that's a very weird and 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 uh, a sore subject for some people. But you know, you got to be selfish sometimes. Ninety nine point nine percent of the time. Yeah, like I don't know. Man. I mean, that one percent of the time I'm providing orgasms for other people. That's the only time I'm not selfish. <laughs> Was that? I think you threw that out there to get more pussy. Yes. <laughs> yes, indeed, ladies. He's very giving. I'm he's, very giving. He's very giving. I'm very giving. Unless I'm drunk. Drunk Matt just wants to get off and go to sleep. Ah, I'll take care of you in the morning. No, I won't. Ah, I've got to clean this up in post. Oh, my God. But look, it, it's, it really I does. I the half a bottle of, well, three-fourths of a bottle of Buffalo Trace has been odd between the two of us. <laughs> it's, it's, it brings me back to the thing of... of um, like when I was saying, having my friends on the podcast, like I can't help you if I if I can't help myself, and and that, re- that requires being a bit selfish, you know. Like you have to do some selfish things to make yourself be in a position to help other people. You know what I mean? Otherwise, you're just one of the people asking for help, right? I agree, wholly right. agree. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of people think I'm an asshole. Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck them. Fuck them. If you have a compelling story, I'll put you on air. There's, dude, I have countless. It's it's insane, which is why I started the podcast because I figured this is the best way for me to get some of them out. I'll get I'll get stories out of people, but in the meantime, I can sneak some in. You know, that's exactly where I'm at too. Like yeah. I'm like mm, I've had a fairly abnormal life. Abnormal. Abnormal is a good way to describe my life growing up. You know. I haven't pumped out 2.5 children. I don't have a white picket fence. No. I'm it's, nominated for a fucking AVN without ever showing my dick on film. That's an achievement, for sure. If I win, it'll be an achievement. Well, it's still a fucking achievement to be nominated. I know, but I really don't want to have to introduce myself as AVN nominee Matt Slayer. It's better than just Matt Slayer. Is it? Yeah. Is it really? Yeah, you can say you got nominated, man. Like, look. My band got nominated for a fucking Florida Grammy. We didn't win it, but we can say, hey, Florida Grammy nominees, you know, and that's better than anything, I would say. True. It's better than nothing, I would say. True. Very true. (laughs) Um, Yeah. By the way, uh, I'm looking for local Florida. Not Florida. Fuck. What the fuck am I saying? (laughs) What state are you in, sir? I don't know anymore. Have some more whiskey. So much Buffalo Trace. I don't even know where I am anymore. But no. I am. Like, I'm trying to start a band again here. It's. I'm 36, and I feel like I'm at the at that point where like I have one last good record in me before I tap out. You know, of the music industry well, completely. Well, that is definitely not going to sell people on starting a band with you if you only have one record left in you. Well, you know, if it if it if it succeeds and we do, I'm I'm just saying we have a good one. I have one good record in me, and if it succeeds, then we can move from there. But if it doesn't succeed, then whatever. I did say I did one. Well, good the record. way to sell it is I have a lot of you know creativity left in me don't don't limit it to one record because otherwise they'll be like yeah you're a session player on our one record and then we're done with you because you have one record that's true that's true look i do i i I feel like i still have stuff to offer in music but i feel like i did so much i did my time 10 10 years is a good amount of time um 10 years of not really becoming this um fantasy you know celebrity touring national act person you know this is you know one of the reasons also amongst many that i started the podcast like the band never really took off in that 
national sense, you know. But I feel that we had the potential and that we could have done that, but it took too long. It took too long. It takes too long. And four or five players? Four. Four. You still have four personalities you have to contend with. It's oh, yeah. Personalities. <laughs> As from someone who used to manage bands, and like five, six bands under my roster were there were five or six, mem- four to five members of each band. It's like dealing with all the personalities, a fucking chore. Well, it's like being in a, in a marriage with, with three other people. And I don't get to fuck any of them. I mean, no, not yeah. literally. I mean, well, figuratively, yeah. I fucked a lot. Oh, sorry. <laughs> they yeah. all signed the contracts. They know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. It's a weird thing being in a band, especially now, like we were saying earlier, like nowadays with record labels not really providing any kind of support and you have to do it all on your own, it's hard to fucking want to put up with three personalities or four personalities or like Slipknot with eight personalities. You know what I mean? Well, I have a theory about Slipknot. Was <laughs> that some, some A&R guy like, oh, you guys have a good sound. They're like, oh, we're going to take all our friends with us. This dude, what does he do? He plays the keg. Right? With a baseball bat. <laughs> I got to give him props for that. That's amazing. that They they're, got that. They're, they were just like rescuing friends from Des Moines. Hell yeah. And props to them for that, dude. Like Corey Taylor's got to be the most giving dude ever. Yeah, my boy's coming along. What does he do? Uh, he jumps up and down. He jumps off scaffolding. Yeah. Come on. He jumps up and down. He's got a baseball bat. Uh, maybe he'll hit a keg. He's got a funny mask. Yeah, yeah. He's a clown, right? He's a clown. No, clown's actually the one who's the mastermind behind all that shit. Really? Clown owned the club, so the origin of Slipknot, Clown owned a club in, in Iowa. When national headliners would come through, he'd put Slipknot on before the national headliners because he owned the club. Ah. That's how they made it. That makes sense. And also, it clarifies the rumor that I heard of uh, how like Slipknot was put together by a record label to compete against like Mushroom Head. This is something I heard, which I'm sure is not real. No, they were put together by Clown to be successful. Stone Sour is actually an older band than Slipknot. Yeah, that's what I heard. I heard that. But uh, <clears throat> like, there's that rumor that floats around like, oh, they're, you know, they were just doing that to compete with Mushroom Head or something. It's like, I don't. It doesn't matter. They are infinitely more successful than Mushroom Head at this point. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, like, it's that conversation about Led Zeppelin. Like, people talk shit like, oh, they stole that. They stole Stairway to Heaven from Taurus. Okay, cool. But guess what? They're Led Zeppelin. That's a little different. Stealing from your openers is kind of wrong. It is wrong. But they did it. Allegedly. They got away with it. Allegedly. I'm not getting sued. Hey, it's uh, if you YouTube Taurus Led Zeppelin, you'll find videos where they put the songs together. It's a... It's, it's, uh, it's compelling, <sighs> but it's alleged. A, it's a very interesting conversation to have. Along with like uh, bands like, like you'll look up YouTube videos of Nickelback and how their songs no, I won't. all sound the same. I will not look up videos of Nickelback. Why not, bro? They're a very successful band, bro. <laughs> yeah, I could watch almost anything else and be equally entertained. What, he's got a song with his uh, Avril Lavigne. Avril Lavigne Yeah, girlfriend. I'll just go look at her old videos from the 90s when she was hot. Was she, though? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I was never a skater boy, so she wasn't into me, but... God. 
I don't know, man. I never fell into that world of like Avril Lavigne and I mean, I, I guess I did a little bit of Spice Girl thing with Ginger. That she was the redhead was kind of. They're hot. making a comeback. No, they're not. Yeah. Why? Riot Fest <laughs> is talking about re- reuniting. No, Riot Fest. Yeah. I could see like Warp Tour doing that, but not fucking Riot, Riot Fest is talking about reuniting them. But why? Nobody cares. Money. Monies. But who? D- Listen. The millennials. It's a bunch of like the thirty-year-old girls who would be like. <gasps> yeah, but the millennials. We're not gonna remember that. They're not going to remember that. Yeah. They don't, millennials don't have money. People our age who grew up with the Spice Girls have money to spend on that shit. But look, they tried that with the Backstreet Boys. They brought those guys back, and that didn't do shit. I don't know. They're doing well enough to play shows in Vegas. You can get a residency in Vegas. If you are as if you ever had popularity, you can get a residency in Vegas. No one's giving me one. Fuck. Well, you're not a Backstreet Boy. But if you were a Backstreet I'm not. Boy back in the 90s... Oh no, you're not a Backstreet Boy. I'm gonna cry myself to sleep. Now. <laughs> but no, like for real, like I, I, to me, honestly, maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm off. But when I see somebody that has a, a residency in Vegas, to me, that's a, that's a demotion. That's like, hey, I can't tour nationwide. Come check me out in Vegas, Brittany. I'm, I'll never speak bad to you like that. Ah, Brittany, my old one of my old bands covered Toxic. Nice, nice. <laughs> Didn't Throwdown cover Toxic at one point? Who? Throwdown. Who's that? Throwdown? Yeah. I don't know who that is. Tough Guy Hardcore Band? Sounds like a Tough Guy Hardcore Band. They are. I'm going to throw down. But I don't know who Throwdown is. They no. definitely covered Baby Got Back at one point. Jesus. No. No. I, I disapprove of all of that information that you just gave me. I don't want any of that. <sighs> I, don't want a, I don't want a band called Throwdown. I don't want a band called Throwdown covering Baby Got Back. It's uh, actually a really good cover. <laughs> Once we're off air, I'll play it because I can't afford the the, the ASCAP or the BMI to yeah. fucking. Well, you know what? I actually found out. Um, I've been posting episodes with music, like I put a little intro and an outro, and uh, you can get away with it as long as you're talking over it. No, I've been posting it, and what they do is YouTube will add ads to it and pay the label for you nice because i have adult themes youtube will not allow me to monetize okay well there's that yeah but yeah like for for the rock and roll beer guy thing i've just i'll put their songs and they'll add an ad before and after or whatever and they send the money to the ad for me that's pretty nice of them yeah it's pretty cool yeah because we're a completely audio format but apparently because we're adult themed we are not worthy of adsense no penises and vaginas that's way too much information that's not how you got here (laughs) youtube uh i have seen i have seen porn on youtube well they're not monetized either no 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 not at all not at all no i wouldn't say that um what were we talking about before i know that we i was saying vegas and like um before there was no before no there is no time time is irrelevant it's all circled, yo. Sorry, we're we're really like almost done with this bottle of Buffalo Trace, and I'm starting right. to feel it right now. But no, okay, okay. Two men, one bottle, lot of alcohol, a lot of alcohol, uh, lots to talk about, but we can't get it out because alcohol prevents us. Speak for yourself, sir. No, look, uh, I was talking about like 
residencies in Vegas. Right. And I wanted to hit up Brittany. You want to hit up Brittany? Yeah. Even post shaving their shaving her head and madness. Yeah. Crazier she is, more that I have a chance. <sighs> yeah. Sane girls are not into this. I don't know, man. We we're, we're we're entering this culture of like daddy dad bod dad thing like bearded thing like yeah but i'm not responsible enough to be like someone's father <laughs> it's not about responsibility it's about just looking the part yeah i don't even look the part well you do you got the gray sides oh which which my girl actually is like she's like you're not gray enough get more get more gray she wants me to be more salt and pepper i have a few here and there but like yeah i know my stressful life no but that's good it's a it's a look it, it shows that you're you've been around you know what you're doing, and that's something. That I definitely don't know what I'm doing. Oh no, they don't need to know that. Oh, they don't, well, don't tell him that. Fix that in post. He knows what he's doing. Um, <clears throat> no, but it, it, it's a different world now. Before there was boy bands and bullshit like that. Now the girls are really looking for you know the the daddiest fuck thing is a real thing, man. I hang around a lot of people and I hear it all the time. It's like a when you have the, the 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 salt and pepper hair, it really shows a level of responsibility. Um, like you can take care of them, you can support them, and that's what women are looking for. Like it, it, you know, the the random hookup fucking thing on Tinder or Grinder or whatever the fuck you're into, uh, it's a uh, it's a temporary thing. Jesus Christ, are we gonna kill this bottle of Buffalo Trace? Only if you're up to the challenge. Uh. We have four minutes left in the episode, so four minutes all right well in that case um please check out my podcast <laughs> i was gonna get to that in about two and a half minutes okay okay all right, all right, all right. this is two and a half minutes jump of the gun what the fuck here's the thing all right <clears throat> child pornography not <laughs> and that was a great episode right we're done here no 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 we're uh, done here look i i uh i do want to talk about mental health a little bit more just we were talking about it before um the research I had been doing about the the parents are stoked that their kids are sticking to being at home and not going out anymore and and doing stupid shit like drugs and uh, hanging out with bad people and all this stuff. But the parents need to be aware that the kids are really just sitting at home taking a drug. All right. Definitely. It's a drug. Being on social media is a drug. And I'm not saying it's a bad drug because I smoke weed and all this shit. No, it's a bad drug. It's, it is, but you, but you still need to like people like you and I still need to do it to promote our, our podcast. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. I don't so, know what you're just one fix. Just we, one fix. We need to do it. it. I catch myself at night, just fucking on the phone, pushing the podcast and, and trying to promote it and trying to get people to pay attention. And it's necessary when you're trying to produce a, like a product. But when you're a kid at home and you don't really have anything that you're producing, you're just being yourself and posting selfies and and snapchatting and this that and the other it's a drug it's a straight definitely drug. and that's definitely we, there was a recent you know, to be topical there was this young rapper kid that recently died lil peep he's 21 years old dude and he died <clears throat> from a xanax overdose because he's so depressed and because that's actually a cultural thing that's happening now with rap culture uh, promoting the fact that being depressed and being on Xanax is cool, and it's not. It's not cool. Definitely not. It's not a cool thing to be a part of. No addictions are cool except alcohol. What? Uh, What's you that? heard me. 
What's that? which one's that one? I said no addictions are cool except alcohol. Oh, alcohol. I thought you said something else like methahol or like a weird drug I wasn't aware of. No, yeah, yeah. Alcohol's fine. <laughs> alcohol's socially acceptable. Alcohol's Duh. fine. I've been I've been like I said, I've been a part of the alcohol industry for eight years and it's definitely made my life better. And I, I know that's not something people can say. I have to pause. I have to piss. Okay. Fucking whiskey. <laughs> Did you say you have a beer on air? When I'm recording, I do a beer, maybe two. Tops. I mean, I have a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> um, yeah, I just uh, I, I get so distracted actually just talking that I don't really drink. I, I'll have just something to like wet the vocal cords, but not really uh, an entire bottle of Buffalo Trace. I mean, it's half a bottle. We shared it 50-50. Sure, 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 sure. Um, is the topic of mental health too depressing? Should I go back to it? Not for me. It's if important. someone else blows their brains out, it's not my problem. It's important to me, man, because I have lost people to it. And uh, on a serious note, I, I definitely have people that are affected by it. Not only that, I've lost people to alcohol. and I, But I'm not one of those guys that's like, oh, I'm not drinking ever. Alcohol's bad because drunk driving. Look, my buddy crashed into a tree because he was drinking and driving and that sucks no that definitely sounds like the tree fucked and killed him right no i mean you know i hope to chop that motherfucker down like it's a shitty thing uh but don't blame the booze you need to know your limits okay and the same goes this is the whole point that i was trying to make earlier about the mental health thing and the social media thing know your fucking limits know when to stop know when to just use it to your advantage as opposed to just sticking to it as a drug uh, because I use it to my advantage to try and make the podcast bigger. And I sometimes I catch myself becoming addicted and like depressed when I, oh my God, my post didn't make enough fucking likes. But you know, like it, it, you have to pull yourself away from that. Definitely. You know, and there's a, there's a definitely an, uh, an up in the numbers of, of young kids that are committing suicide or, or just drinking or taking, like combining, <clears throat> especially in rap culture. And I know that we're both metalheads, so this doesn't really concern us too much. But I've, I went, okay, let me, let me tell you this little story. I went to a, uh, a rooftop party once and there was this kid. He walks up to me and I was smoking weed and he comes up and he goes, hey man, you got some of this uh, blah, blah, blah. I, he, he mentioned, it was like a science term. It was like clymethyl tryptolacomine or whatever. I don't remember exactly what drug it was. And I just remember looking at him. My and going, response to anyone who gives me science is like, are you a narc? <laughs> right. No, when he, when he said that science word, I was just like, look, what? What is that? He's like, oh, it's a, what, uh, it's a scissorp. It's what the rappers are dying from. Oh, scissorp? Yeah. Yep. It's what the rappers are dying from. And I looked, cough syrup and you know, uh. yeah, but I looked at him and I'm like, wait a minute. Why do you want what rappers are dying from? You want to die? You know what I mean? Like what? Why are you asking me for something that people are dying from? Like people die from cigarettes, but it takes a very long time. You know? It feels really good before you go. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just, a, you know, it takes years, but like this shit that people are taking kills you instantly. Why do you want that? And that's something that's very prevalent right now in rap culture. Like that, that kid I was talking about, Little Peep. They fucking, dude, it, the reason it's a big deal is because one of his friends walked into the tour bus while Snapchatting. It was like, oh, we're going to go say what's up to Little Peep, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And they point the camera and he's dead on the tour bus, just dead with his mouth open, like, ah, 
And the guy didn't, he's like, oh, I didn't realize. Like, my bad. My bad. He's dead. Like, why is this cool? You know, I, as much as I joke around about suicide and not being part of the world or whatever with my friends, I still think you should finish this little game we're playing. Well, I say that all the time. There's no reason to get off the ride early. The ride is fucking short as it is. Yeah. Yeah. There's stuff that you can do. And what you do is completely up to you. Definitely. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, life ends. Wow, we're getting deep. <laughs> life ends pretty fucking quickly. In geological time, it's a blink. Yeah. It's not even a fucking In comparison blink. to the millions of years that the planet has been here, we are nothing. But ultimately, you can, and this is, I know it sounds super cheesy, dude, because I've heard it from everyone. Do what you want. You can do anything. You can do any, but it is true. You can literally do anything. I'm a prime fucking example of that. I've I've been homeless. I've been dead. I've been, uh, you know, without a penny to my name. I've I, and I've dragged myself out of it just out of sheer willpower. Just I'm gonna do something. I'm gonna go start this podcast, for example. You know. Sorry, I have a fucking pube in my mouth. All right, it's not mine. For no. the folks at home, it's not mine. It's a sucks. It's a that's a it's a bane of having a beard. Like you don't know if it's a pube or just a beard hair. Like, not anyway. I've never had that problem. <laughs> I don't trim, so it is my problem. Um, I don't look at this. Do I? I trim shit. <laughs> I I laughed while taking a sip of bourbon, and shit went right up my nose. I probably killed there. Eddie on air. Sorry, thank Eddie. God he's on the release. So I've literally been able to do what I wanted to do just by thinking about it and putting in the work. That's the, that's the separation. A lot of people are like, oh, do whatever you want. But you need to put in the work. Like I've, I've busted my fucking ass to get to where I am. And what are, where I am is not, any, not anywhere near where I want to be. But it's definitely in the upward trajectory. But it's also not working in a factory, pumping out 2.5 children and just like, right. yep, this is good. This right. is good. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna survive here till I die. Right. We've all seen the fucking TV shows and the dad sitting in the kitchen smoking cigarettes and the mom's miserable with the baby and the ah, and there's no fucking and you got the wick checks and the and you gotta go get the government cheese and the whole thing. It's like government cheese is delicious. It is, but I don't want that. I want fancy ass cheese. Oh shit, ball. I want that homeboat fog. God damn. Give me some of that humble fog. Give me some of that truffle God cheddar. Damn. Some of that French truffle cheddar. It's fucking delicious. And if I want that, you got to put the work in. And I've put the work in, man. And I keep, and I'm, I'm willing to keep putting the fucking work in. You know, you look back and you talk to me <clears throat> six years ago when I was in my band and you tell me that I would have had a podcast with some of my fucking biggest inspirations in music. And I would have told you you're fucking out of your mind and crazy. But I put the work in. I fucking bought the gear. I made the phone calls. I went to the shows. I networked. Networking is the most important fucking thing. You and I were talking about PodFest. That's yep. the most fucking important thing in the world. No, it's 100%. Like, I sat down with some of my fucking idols at that goddamn show. Right. And that's how you got to do it. You got to get yourself out there. And don't be afraid of it. Yeah, it's embarrassing. Yeah, you might eat shit. You might oh. eat shit 90% of the time. For the artists, for the audience at home, so Ari Spears is the AVN host, the comic host for AVN for 2018. Okay. We, when we were at the nomination party, I hit him up to do the podcast. 
Yeah. He totally did a Hollywood movie like, I'll be over here. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, but what's what was the harm in being like, yo, dude, podcast? Yeah. Yeah, there's no harm in trying, dude. And and that's what's gotten me to this. Like, a lot of people, I have people hit me up all the time. Like, hey, like I'll post a picture of me and uh, the Deftones. And I have people hit me up almost immediately. How? By asking. Right. By asking. Because everyone else is also people. Yeah. Everyone's a person. And most of you, believe it or not, are too scared to ask that question. Most right. of you are too scared to be like, hey, be on my podcast. When the time comes and you're face-to-face with your fucking celebrity fucking inspiration, you freeze. Don't freeze up. Just fucking go up. Hey, man, I'd like to have you on my podcast. Hell, how this episode happened today was Eddie hit me up. Yeah. Hey, I want to be on your podcast. Cool. Done. That's it. Hell, I'm kind of embarrassed it took this long. (laughs) I am. Well, thank you. I feel like a shithead that it took this long to get you on. Are we we cashing that bottle? Here, take the rest of that. For the ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls at all ages back at home, we have killed a bottle of Buffalo Trace in two hours and eight minutes. It's gone. It's gone. I'm proud to say that we did that. Between two of us. So, yeah, 12.5 ounces of alcohol apiece. It's time for me to get kicked out of another yard house. <laughs> Don't throw a yard at a do. No, to be honest, I'm not even that drunk. I'm not. I feel I feel okay. I mean, I feel loose and uh, a little too loose, but not like belligerent, like I can't drive. Yeah, I'm good. That's the perfect level of what we hope to do on this show. Mm-hmm. Get you to that level where you're like, I'm going to tell embarrassing stories, but I'm not going to go to jail tonight. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, I think the point I was trying to make, just if you have something you want to do, man, just fucking do it. Um I've been able to to pull it off somehow magically by asking questions and and approaching people, you know. A lot of times it's just really literally just hey, I like you. Can we talk? Can I take a picture with you? Can we? And I know there <clears throat> I've actually been considering writing a book about punishment uh because a lot of people know like don't know their limits on punishing when it comes to celebrities. Uh, like, let's say you're a musician and you happen to meet your 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 favorite band, i.e., Deftone, Slayer, Mastodon, whatever. Do not approach them and be, "Hey, bro, I'm in a band. Here's my demo." Because the first thing they're gonna do is throw that goddamn demo in the garbage. Yeah, fucking approach them as human beings, right? Damn right. Approach them as a human. Hey, awesome show. Would you like a drink? Would you like to just hang out? Alcohol is the, it opens doors. Right. It's definitely open doors for me. That's really how I've met most of my contacts, just working in the beer industry. That's how I met Adam D from Killswitch. Nice. You know, I walked in, I was working at my, uh, at Cigar City Brewing, and uh, I'm standing there setting up this big ass festival we were doing in March for a beer release, uh, Hunapu Day. <clears throat> and I, I remember looking at the bar and I see Adam D at the bar, and I'm like, I know that guy. And I look at my boss, and my boss is like, hey, you got to go back outside and finish this fucking thing. I'm like, give me one second. Give me one second. I need to go see if this is the person I think it is. So I walk up to Adam D. I'm like, hey, what's up, man? You're Adam D, right? He's like, yeah. Like, cool. I work here. He's like, oh, my God. I'm such a huge fan. I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan of yours. He's like, cool. Uh, 
I'm like, you want to you wanna take a tour of the brewery? Yes, I do. Walk them around, show them the brewery, and then we just became friends. And it's that fucking simple. It's yeah. that simple. You know, I consider Adam right now a good friend, like a human being friend. And years ago, I would have been like, oh, my God, I love the band. I'm such a fan. And now I'm like, you know, we're buddies. And that's as easy as it is. Be a regular human being to other human beings. Don't let your ego or your your self-esteem get in the way of of interacting with these people you know i don't know i might be talking shit no i totally agree wholly agree like you met bert kreischer maybe 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 you had him on your show maybe maybe so you think it would have been more beneficial for you to walk up to me like oh my god i love your comedy you're the best thing ever oh my god or just like hey man i have a podcast you want to be on I rolled up to Bert and went, hey, man, mind rolling upstairs to record? I also did bribe him with a Cuban cigar when I got upstairs. Okay. Well, that works, too. That's, uh, that's, a, that's a good tactic. <laughs> good booze and good cigars are always a good way to get to people as well. Strategery, yo. Strategery. Strategery. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. But tune in later. In theory, Bert's going to do a full episode with us. Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to you doing that. I'm, I'm hoping that one day I get an answer from his email from his wife. <laughs> it's horrible that you get to call me. I want to drink Bert under the table. Dude, I, and I know he's definitely in a different place now uh, because of the whole Sober October thing, and I know he's right. changing his life and whatnot. But like, I'd like to go shot for shot with Bert, and I think I could probably hang. I know I can. Yeah. I mean, shit, we just killed this bottle. I don't even really feel it that much. I'm feeling a little loose and tired, but that's about it. I'm not feeling belligerent. I'm feeling in a good place. Yeah. Bert Kreischer, I'm going to drink you under the table. I'm I'm calling it out to my listeners. <laughs> Tweet it, Bert. Tweet it, Tell Bert that Matt Slayer is going to drink him under the table. Yes. I can. I can. Can I be a part of that? Can I document it? Or Definitely. Or try and drink with you? <laughs> I can, I can we were actually way over time okay where can we find you on social media social media at rock and roll beer guy that's the main podcast um if you want my personal shit which is weird it's all just a bunch of me with celebrities and and me drinking it's uh at paravu p-a-r-a-v-o-u-z are you french <sighs> i try to be and then, um, and then I'm starting a new pro wrestling podcast called Let There Be Heels. Um, that hasn't, there's nothing out there yet except for the social media accounts, but there will be content soon. So at Let There Be Heels, if you like pro, pro wrestling, rock and roll beer guy, if you like musicians and, and, and celebrities and drinking, and uh, yeah, Paravu, if you want to just follow me and be a stalker and be weird. Fuck yeah. You can always find me at Matt underscore Slayer on Twitter, Matt Slayer on Instagram, Matt F and Slayer on Facebook, Matt Slayer on Snapchat. You can always find the podcast at, at Now We Drink on Twitter and Now We Drink underscore on Instagram. Dub, dub, dub. And Now We Drink for the website. Check us out. You know where you are. Fuck. If you're here, you know where you are. Let's do another round next week, yo motherfuckers. Cheers, brother. Cheers, bitches. Cheers, bitches.